You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. Welcome to the Thunder Talk Dragon Con After Action Report. Mark McRae joined your Thunder friends to impart some of his favorite con moments. Dan, as a media representative for the ESO Network, was granted press access to a lot of great interviews, including the Cybertronic Spree. Beth belittles Dan, because he deserves it, while she and Kavika hit the con hard. As for me, I'm hardly in this episode, because I dragon-conned the way dragon-con is supposed to be dragon-conned. Plus, we celebrate the release of the Howl and Roosters new EP, Small Town Trash, with their hit single, She Left Town. Lightning Lad, roll the thunder. The Weirdos Workshop presents... Thunder Talk. Beth. Sexy Thor. Kavika. And Lightning Thunder Talk. Dragon Con. Oh my God. Wow. She is like screaming. We're here. We've made it. We are at Dragon Con. We are. Um, super excited. I, I, we've been waiting for this all year. So, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't even describe the feeling that I'm getting right now. It's Thursday night, and this is actually Kavika and I's first opportunity to come on Thursday night. Usually, we're flying in about this time or getting on a plane about this time. Like, I, I drove a car, uh, and I was able to bring, I think, probably about 60, 70 pounds yeah. worth of stuff. And it's like, I want to I act like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm here, uh, you know, doing important media business, and I got a podcast, and, you know, you got to have equipment to do a proper podcast, audio engineering, blah, 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 I got a podcast. When, in fact, this device right here and a couple collapsible portable mic stands, that's it. It was all food. I bring my own food when I do these things. 60 pounds worth of food? Uh, 40. Well, okay, we'll check it out. You had four two liters and a total of three and a half liters of tequila. So in terms of like volume, like what's the math on that? Well, so so you consider like your liquid refreshments and your uh, that's part of the weight. Yes. Okay. That's a lot of work. I don't know. I mean, at Dragon Con, everybody always needs another drink. Or another change of costume or, I don't know, change of underwear. Water so you don't die. <laughs> whole lot of change of underwear because of all that water so you don't die. Yeah, and I hope you brought some gold bond or something to like keep the, the boys dry. Actually, I did a little manscape, manscaping before I came. Smooth as eggs. <laughs> Dance, TMI moments. Fuck yeah. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. No, it's it's like a it's like a it's a it's a jungle down there. I have I have like in, like freedom fighters and guerrilla war like like narco terrorists. <sighs> anyway, what I'm trying to look. I don't want to say like I have Vietnam down there, okay? Because that's a sensitive subject, all right? Yeah. And I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to fucking be that guy. So you're welcome. Yeah. Okay. So how how did we get on this conversation anyway? Well, no, I have a serious question though. Have you ever tried, like, the mentholated gold bond? I heard it's like a Newport for the boys. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love you, Dan. Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> I'm, I'm, well, I will now. <laughs> <laughs> you can give out those mentholated tips to all the con goers right now. So here we are. First day of the con. We've gotten our badges. We ha- Dan has his press c- uh, credentials. And so what do you take for just for the first day, the first six hours? How's your con going? I wasn't expecting it to be this busy. It is. It is insanely busy. People, if you show like, I believe in all honesty that Thursday is the new Wednesday. And there are a lot of people here already. Everybody's like still setting up everything. So it's pretty interesting to see. You know, it's a little bit more behind the scenes, but there is a lot of commotion. And there's already some really amazing cosplay. And we're going to share some of these amazing cosplays on our Facebook and maybe possibly our Instagram. Boom. All that. All that. Where, what, and, and, and at the end of the show, we'll tell you where to find us. You got to wait. Got to watch. Got to listen. I had a miserable ass day. My day sucked. <laughs> My my con my con is a real mixed bag right now, friend. Well, okay, real mixed I, bag. It, it, is your con a mixed bag, or the experiences leading up to the con a mixed bag? You know what? Neither actually. Okay. And 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 thank you for keeping me focused and, right. and and more more precise. My, it's sorry you suck at Dragon Con, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm not great. I'm not great. But you're getting more experience, right? So you're you're, you're getting those other experiences. So tell 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 our listeners what happened. What has led up to this Dragon Con today? Uh, yeah, well, okay. So uh, first woke up, uh, went and met uh, our dear friend, Mark McRae, over at the Sheridan, where uh, we pick up our badges. That's the Go Stand in Line for Your Badge Hotel. I uh, met up with him and uh, another good friend of his, really uh, a very, very delightful uh, woman uh, named Diane. We stood in line. We hung out. It was the three of us. He and I have great conversation anyway. Like, we lose the time. Yeah. But... It felt like it wasn't any longer than 20 minutes. That is the quintessential Dragon Con experience is the line, right? Oh, dude, I mean, if anything, if anything, it's like in Soviet Russia, uh, it, th- that would be like Disneyland for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, we have the best lines, <laughs> right? If you have to stand in line either for bread or to see, you know, your favorite actor, <laughs> actress, do a panel. Uh, if you have to stand in line, I mean – Queuing skills on fleek. Uh, I have no advice when it comes to parking. I thought I did. I thought I thought I thought that was the one part of, of Dragon Con that I had nailed. Yeah, and that's part of the reason why so far that you've been just. Uh... It worked beautifully last year, dude. It was just no big ass deal, man. I got to the Doraville station at like I don't know three three thirty on a Friday. Yeah. Easy peasy. Park on the train came. A few days later, went back. There's my car. So apparently we got the details on why it's a mess because there are two football games this weekend, or is there just one football game? It's rivals and they're both within driving distance. It's Alabama and South Carolina, I think, where they could, everybody could drive in from out of state. And last year it was like Washington and some other school. I don't remember. So a bunch of who cares in terms of who can drive people, here. People yeah. had to fly right, if right, they were right. from out of state. Okay. All right. But uh, you called us, right? You, you could, oh, you, yeah. yeah you, so you were, you were lost and like, we, well, are, I wasn't lost. I wasn't lost. Well, okay. I, I was, I mean, spiritually, you were, you were, spiritually speaking, I was, I was in the desert, baby. Right. I yeah. was, you I was, were, I was in frazzled. the wilderness. Yeah. Now I took Mark, uh, I drove Mark uh, to work and then I figured, yeah, I'll go to the station I go to. Uh, da, da, da. I go to the station I go to, completely full. 
no parking, 100% out, gone, nothing. So they direct us to another station, mile and a half up the road. I drive to that. And not only is it not 24-hour parking, didn't matter, moot point, you know why? Because they were full. It was full. So Beth's super awesome, amazing brother, Rich, uh, who's local. Yeah. He, he uh, uh, my Thunder fam here, got him on the phone, and he he sent me straight. He gave me a path. He did, I mean, he didn't say it was going to be easy, did he? He didn't say. <laughs> yeah. He didn't say like, oh, I'm I'm going to solve your problem. Mm-mm. But he definitely gave me the tools I needed to solve it myself. So I drove out even further away <laughs> from Atlanta, and parked, and it took me. A, that was a hassle to find. Uh, not not because of him, because of the doodad, the gizmo, the, the internet phones, um, GPS. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. You made it. You survived. Um, and we met up. We were able to meet up this afternoon. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And there was one saving grace. I hit a gas. I got some gas station hot dogs at gas station hot dog prices during this whole thing. Yeah. So you know, Dragon Con. That's a whole food tip right there. Uh, if you live close, you can bring like forty pounds worth of food. Give me a call. I'll tell you what to bring. A lot of greens. You got you to eat greens while you're here, or at least something that's going to... keep. You got to keep everything moving. So, um, we were getting close to the mid-evening part of our day. Uh, there's going to be a couple parties happening, and we might go check those out. Um, we look forward to seeing you out there. Um, be sure, if you see us uh, walking around, come up, say hi. Maybe we'll get you on the show. Uh, we will 100% get you on the show. Yeah? That's... Okay. I mean, like, we're promising. Uh, come up, come talk to us, you know, say hi, say, hey, Dan, put me on the show, and he will do it. Oh, yeah, he will. You know, I just realized something, though, that unless I go upstairs and actually publish this shit right now. Oh, see, Beth can do this. <laughs> Beth, has been, Beth has been, like, holding her mouth, like, trying not to die laughing, rolling around. Right now, it doesn't matter because this is all in the past for you. Rolling around on the floor at the, here at the Hyatt Regency yeah. because she knows what Kavika and I took a, took a second to, uh, yeah. well, a few seconds to realize, yeah, this yeah. is. Good luck, buddy. I mean, we'll see you bright and early, 9 a.m., 10 a.m. Oh, yeah, and we're talking to each other now. Hey, everybody, audience, go ahead and go and carry on with your life. Uh, uh, Beth Kabik and I are going to have a little little, uh, uh, what are they, little side. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to go over here and talk for a minute. Yeah. Oh, and Adam's here, too. Sexy Thor is here. Yes. Uh, he, is, he, is, he is lost in the Dragon Con wrestling. Lost in the con. Lost in the con. Lost in the con. It's, it's a real thing, and it happens. He's getting, uh, he's getting food with his buddies. Okay. I guess he has other people. Oh, wow. Yeah. He deserted us. No, I mean, I mean, that's real. That's real. Everyone these days could use a little support. And your friends at the ESO Network are no different with the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network. Uh, we have a very special guest uh, who joined us at Dragon Con, superstar author of the best Saturdays of our lives and senior programming operations manager at Adult Swim, Mr. Mark McRae. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. It's so wonderful to be back at Dragon Con. I haven't been to Dragon Con since 2012, and so I'm making my triumphant return. That's right. Triumphant return of Mark McRae. Yeah. yeah, you and I, we uh, we spent a lot of time, a lot of time at the convention. 
this year. We uh, did a little bit of recording, hung out a bit. Uh, you can probably, you know, my voice is raspy. Uh, you have a good time? Oh, yeah, I had a great time. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Got to see a lot of friends I hadn't seen in a long time. I also got to make some new friends, which was even more awesome. Well, you know what? Let's just, uh, let's just roll tape, yeah? Yeah. Let's go for it. Where did the music and all those loud voices come from suddenly? I thought everything was ending here around 7 o'clock. You know what? Hold on. Let me go tell them all to get the... <laughs> hey, y'all. I told you it's the Mark and Dan panel. Get right. The... Y'all got to... It's time for you, it's it's time for you kids to go to bed. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. We're recording in a hallway, by the way. Mark right. and I were just kind of chilling on the floor. I got my shoes mm-hmm. off. We got people sometimes wander down this hall. Hey, what's up, dude? It's the Dan Clink Mark McCray panel. You want to sit down? We're starting in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. What's your name, friend? Sire. Sire? As in like, as in like my king. S I R E. T S I R E. Okay. You want to jump on the mic for a second, Sire? Yeah. You want to, um, you know, um, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Let me yeah. move my bag. And you can tell us like, what do you love about Dragon Con this weekend? And right. What that you. Anything that you saw that you thought was cool? So this is actually my first time being at Dragon Con. I've been in Atlanta for a few uh, months now, but didn't get a chance to uh, see any of the sites. So I'm first so lost since I've been here, but uh, very much a newbie. I've been going around, and it's just been interesting to see all the different cosplay. This is very much a different kind of convention. I've been to others. I've been to Otakon. I usually go there every year. What did you say it was called? Uh, Otakon. O- Oda. I thought you said Odorcon. Otakon. Otakon, uh, what's like Otakon? Otaku con- convention, you know, shorten it together. We'll yeah. keep it at that. We're trying to stay on Dragon Con brand here. No, 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 you're good, brother. I'm joking. I'm messing with you. So, okay, cool. So, you're, uh, this is, uh, uh, you know, Bright Lights Big City, dude. This is, this is how it's done in Atlanta. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I usually come from uh, D.C., so this is definitely Never different. mind, I'm being a chump. Yeah, no, D.C., <laughs> D.C., Atlanta, yeah, that's the equivalence. Yeah, this is a different footage. kind of city, I think. Oh, I mean, a northern DC, city versus a southern DC's city a, is kind of different. D.C. is a morning city. That's DC true. is like business starts at like dawn, pre-dawn. Definitely, definitely. I've been to DC and I've been looking for a bar at like eleven. They're like, "This ain't New York, kid. Go to bed." <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, you want to wake up at four a.m. You know, hork a line of coke and go intern for some criminal senator? Hey, this is your this is your town, friend. Definitely your city. Definitely your city. Yeah. Eleven o'clock. Ain't no dance floor, dude. Not on Tuesday. Not gonna find anything here. Right. Right. So what uh, what was that? What's that been the highlight of your con so far? It's been interesting seeing uh, the way that people get around just because I've never been to a convention where you have to jump between different hotels to get to uh, Right. So that's been uh, interesting. Right. right. So I went to go see uh, one of the highlights was seeing Dan Parent, who works at Archie Comics. He's like one of my favorite artists in the world. I followed him, you know, as, as an artist from ni- since 1992 and just seeing his work just evolve and just become greater and greater. And he said the same thing that you just said, that, you know, Sire, he just said that uh, this is the first time that I had the, I've never seen a convention where you have to jump from one building to another. And I thought that was kind of interesting because for the people who live here, you know, we felt like it would be great to have it like in one place. Everything's sort of spread out in one place, and that's what you're used to. But when you go to other conventions, like even when you go to Comic-Con out in San Diego, they have that huge convention it's center. W- it's a big-ass place, but right, it's but, one big-ass place. Right. But right. even there, the uh, some of the panels are spread out yes, yes. to some of the neighboring hotels. Right. 
you know, because it's gotten so much bigger. And I think for people here at Dragon Con, they, if they've gone here a couple of times, they've just gotten used to it. And I'll be honest with you, it's, the, it's, it's one of the conventions that I've done the most walking ever, you know? Mark, you know, I wasn't going to say this to you. I wasn't going to tell you. Last night, you know, Mark and I, Mark showed me a good time downtown. We walked a couple miles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's that real. Sounds... Watch a couple miles. We had, to, we, had, we had to get out of the war zone. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. We, 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 need, we needed to get to. Yeah, you, you know what's up, sire. Uh, I, I woke up with blisters, man. My, yeah, my feet were kind of. I mean, oh, it, really? yeah, it's not it's not because I'm a, I'm a fat, overweight degenerate who sits in front of a <laughs> mic and maybe chain smokes and uh, makes unhealthy choices. And my, sho- my shoes suck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, me too. Don't tell this guy, though. This, I'm, I'm trying to impress him. He's, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, no, I woke up with uh, bad feet <laughs> this oh, morning. Wow. Like, nah, it's a blister. He's going, yeah. Yeah, hey, it's like you know, you know, you're going to Disney World. Maybe try losing a few lbs a few months before. You know, you're going to be walking. I knew that. I've been telling myself since uh, May. Hit the gym, dude. You you could do ten miles twice a week on a recumbent bike. You know the kind of bike where you lay backwards, where you can tell people you rode the bike. Yeah, you sort of rode the bike. I could have at least done that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the other thing that is really funny about this weekend, I feel like there are these miscellaneous Uber drivers that are in town this week because they don't know how to get anywhere. And, like, you know, I'm trying not to tell them, like, why are you going this way? This is actually going to take longer. Is your app updated? Come on, What are you using? (laughs) This is Atlanta. You know, like, every Uber driver I had this weekend had first they had no idea that Dragon Con was going on. Yeah, and secondly, and secondly, they weren't sure how to get to places. Right. I'm like, oh my gosh. This is your only job. Right, right. But like I said, sometimes I think like for the holiday weekend, they, you know, like the rules are depending on the state. Like if you have an Uber license or you can drive Uber, you can go work in a neighboring state. They truck them in from the country, yo. Right. They truck them in. <laughs> That's been interesting. I've uh, definitely had that experience um, before. I think that a lot of people sign up for it right around August. You know, that's a lot of the time people are moving to different apartments and such, so they, they expect this to be a good time to start up on the app and such. And then they uh, get to Uber, and now everyone's going to this one building. And I think after a while, maybe give it till Monday, and everyone will figure it out. But, you know, Monday the con will be over, so. Right. Oh, yeah, and then, you know, la- next year, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. Definitely. You know, right? It's just, uh, that's yeah. just the way things are. <laughs> the way it is, dude. The way it is. Dragon Con. Yeah, one of the staples of Dragon Con is the vendors room. But you also have Artist Alley. You got the gaming going on here, you know, rolling them 20-sided dices and such. We got video games. We got it all. Vendors Hall. Let's check it out. So Dragon Con requires a lot of people to put this thing together. So the rest of us can go ahead and have a good time as seamlessly as possible. Uh, I have a gentleman with me right now uh, by the name of Isaac Ray. Uh, Isaac, can you can you tell the good people out there uh, what it is you do for them, for us, for Dragon Con? Oh, I spend uh, the the Wednesday before and the and the Monday after uh, pulling thing putting things into the dealer's room and pulling things out of the dealer's room. I've got to set all those booths up. I've got to tear all those booths down so that you can uh, spend all your wonderful money. So tell me about your con experience, man. How is it this year uh, from a uh, from a vendor perspective? Uh, we did pretty well. 
I think uh, everybody did pretty well. It's uh, it's always a madhouse, so it's uh, it's always hard to tell until you get back and do the numbers. They implemented a line to get in there because they limit the amount of people now that are in there at any one time. It used to be just kind of free-for-all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The line this year was really, really, really long, and I did hear a lot of people complain about it. By the time they get in there, they're too tired to shop. So we're going to have to figure something out next year, I think. Yeah, Yeah. well, I mean, it's always evolving, you know? If somebody wanted to be a vendor here, you got any advice for them? Start now. It's going to take you a long time to get your your booth together and then to get a spot. So uh, start now. Any tips for uh, the people coming in to buy? Um, the secret is wait till Monday. Hey, and what day is today? Today is Monday. Get in there and buy stuff. Right. That's right. All right. Hey, Isaac, my man. Appreciate Thank you. I am here at the Joystick Arcade, uh, Building 1, America's Mart, and I am pleased to be sitting down with Brian Thompson, Game Operations here at DragonCon. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Excellent, excellent. Uh, so tell me a bit about this. Uh, how did uh, DragonCon approach you? How did you approach DragonCon? How did the, uh, the partnership bring this awesome classic arcade uh, into here? But th- th- we've had a relationship with DragonCon going back many years, and it was decided that we should do this. And four years ago, well, three years ago, in 2016, uh, we did our first year. I think we had 18 games total that year. Went off really well, and it's been better each year since. And now here we are with 27 games. Very cool. Very cool. What's the mood been like in here? Oh, it's been fantastic. The response has been phenomenal. Everybody loves it. Uh, I've had tons of positive response. So a lot of people uh, reliving their childhoods. You know, they're finding games they haven't seen in years and getting their, getting their plays in. Yeah, I'm definitely reliving my childhood. Man, I'm telling you. You guys, next year you got to come on down. This is this is the arcade that you used to loiter in when you were a kid. If you're Generation X, uh, yeah, it's it's here and it's all waiting for you. You guys have been going 24 hours, haven't you? Yeah, it's 24 hours. We started up uh, Thursday when the convention opened at 4 p.m. and we've been going since. We'll shut down at 5 p.m. today. Uh, I, you know, I, I walked the floor with you as you were inspecting the machines, making sure everything's cool, making sure everybody's happy. You have a real passion for this. Where does that come from? Uh, it's a labor of love. I have a certain respect for, you know, of course, the games and for the uh, arcade gaming in general. I mean, it's always been a labor of love for me. I've been into pinball ever since I was probably five years old. That was my mother's fault. She bowled on a league, and she would give me quarters, and I would go away. So uh, that's kind of where it started, and I've just always been into it. Um, you know, part of it is you see so many of at least some, some of the old school operators that don't take any care of their games. And we want to be different. You know, there's a lot of us that really actually do care about it. We want them to be the best they can be and bring the best experience to people we can. Uh, and that is not just here, but, of course, back at our various places that we work or manage. Uh, there's a, quite a community of us that are into it. And, of course, I work for Joystick Game Bar. I'm the game operations there. And I take the same care of their games as I take care of my own Um you, you know, you go down there, you'll notice every monitor looks nice. The pinballs are playing well. Uh, every coin slot is lit up. Every marquee works. The games are clean. So it's it's just to bring the best experience we possibly can 
you know, we want to make sure that they're fun and also safe. We don't want any anybody to shock off of something or find a sharp edge. So, uh, you know, every uh, every little detail. Growing up, uh, you had video game operators, and video games were these, you know, little sources of entertainment. But as we move forward, decade after decade, these are going on 40, 40 years, 40 plus years. You're going. Games, most of these machines are 35 to 37, 38 years old now. Right, right. You've gone from really uh, uh, operator to almost uh, preservationist, archivist. You know, as we move forward, as our generation moves forward, you know, what was considered frivolity uh, is, 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 is being respected as a part of our, our living history. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, now the parts situation is better than it ever has been because with the resurgence of the popularity of arcade gaming, um, there's more demand, and hobbyists have gotten into reproducing parts. Larger companies that sell uh, arcade supplies and parts are now have more stuff available, um, and there's stuff that hasn't been available for since probably the late 80s that is just becoming available this year. Bringing back that old arcade. Uh, Brian, where can people find you? So I can be found, um, my usual times down at Joystick are Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm usually there about 12 to 8 p.m. Uh, if you want to come say hi, um, you know, come on down to the bar, get yourself a drink, play a game, uh, you know, relive your past, have fun. That's what we're all about, yeah, just to enjoy. Uh, what's your address, all that? 427 Edgewood Avenue in Atlanta, Georgia, 30312. Very cool, very cool. Get on down, everybody. Brian, my man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We could go into so much more, but uh, as they say, uh, we don't want to give away the store. Uh, tune in next year. My name is Quo. I tread paths by moonlight that others fear to speak of during the day. I've talked to gods, loved women, and written songs that make the minstrels weep. You may have heard of me. Join Mandy and her friends as they explore Patrick Rothfuss's best-selling fantasy series, The Kingkiller Chronicle. You can find us at casterquest.com or on the ESO network. Another cool part about the convention is going to the uh, Rankin Bass uh, panel, which I got to late because I, even though I have an app with my schedule on it, um, for some reason, I thought it was at 3 o'clock, and it was actually at 2.30, and it was already in progress. Oh. But I got a chance to ask really good questions, and I stood around towards the end to talk to the presenter, whose name I can't remember right now. Here, I've got him. Uh, let me get him. Uh, let me oh. see if I can oh. find him. Both Mark and I, we slung our phone. This is like uh, this is like a New West showdown. Uh -huh. <laughs> Let's see who's going to get there first. Who's going to get there? Oh, damn it. I bet you got it. Don't yeah, you? I got it already. So it was the panel was called The Making of the Mad Monster Party that was produced by Rankin Bass. Uh, Rick and, John Goldschmidt. Yep. Okay. Rick Dan, John Goldschmidt. Dan beat me to it. All right. So Rick John Goldsmith um, was a really super knowledgeable, nice person and knew a lot about Rankin Bass and, uh, you know, revealed things about the special. Well, you, which all, you all remember the old, uh, the, the Rudolph uh, Christmas, the, the, cl the classic Christmas Rudolph. But let, let everybody know, just catch everyone up. Those right. who may not uh, be cluing in on the, on the brand name. Right. So Rankin Bass was the kings of stop animation, claymation, 
animation that they called anim animagic. Rudolph, Frosty, right? All the classic junk that you guys that come around over here that your your kids maybe getting turned on to now. The stuff that like the stuff that like told super feels like Christmas, right? The claymation that feels like Christmas that you feel like your parents might have been watching. Mm -hmm. That's Rankin Bass. That's Rankin Bass. Yeah. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Santa Claus is coming to town. Right. Frosty the the Snowman. Right. Thundercats. They they did everything. Oh no! I mean, they didn't just do that claymation stuff. It was a whole deal. I've been hired to do this media stuff. Right, right. I saw, I was going through the list of people, saw him on the list, the Rankin Bass archivist, mm -hmm. and I was like, I should interview this guy. I should definitely get on with this guy. Uh, interview was canceled. Well, whatever. You know, welcome to planet Earth. Well, well, welcome to Hollywood, kid. But Mark had written my questions for me. <laughs> right, right. And they were questions that I would probably want to ask. And I one of the questions I actually did ask him, what was the... The process, um, you know, when it comes to what those guys, you know, Rankin Bass were going to do in terms of selling a show. Right. And so it was um, sort of the way that Hanna-Barbera operated and Filmation operated. Uh, one person went to the network to right. actually sell the show. Right. And the other person stayed and ran the animation shop. Right. And so he said it was set up that way with Rankin Bass as well. Jules Bass, I believe, ran the shop. And Rankin was, Arthur Rankin would go to the networks to sell the shows. And he had good relationships with the executives at both ABC and NBC, right. which they mostly sold their shows to, um, uh, Saturday morning shows and, and even some of the specials. Um, and then once the deal was made, he would go back to the studio and they would start working on right. these new cartoons. Right. He said that the ownership of the Mad Monster Party actually in the beginning belonged to a gentleman named Joe Levine who ran Embassy Pictures. Mm -hmm. And that name sounded so familiar to me when he was talking about it. And I just remembered that Embassy Pictures and Joe Levine is also in my book, The Best Saturdays of Our Lives. Right. Uh, there was an animated movie called Pinocchio and Out of Space, and it was produced by Norm Prescott, who would go later to create Filmation. And it was also produced by uh, Fred Ladd, who brought Astro Boy to the United States. But they put together a deal with Joe Levine at Embassy to, put, to create this animated feature called Pinocchio and Out of Space. Uh, the animation was uh, it was done in Europe somewhere. I'm not exactly sure of the country, but um, it's kind of cool that this studio that doesn't exist anymore had like these kid properties. What the um, the story was, according to uh, Mr. Uh, Goldschmidt, uh, right. Rick John Goldschmidt. Right. He said that uh, once the studio went under, people weren't sure of the ownership. And oh, so okay. mad, right, right. The, you know, the Mad Monster Party for a long time right. just kind of, you know, was like in legal. Floated, just floated around. Right. Nobody, no, no, it was just floating there. Nobody was allowed to pick it up. Right. right. Exactly. Right, right. Um, so it was it was really interesting. It just started 9 p.m. There's an end game neon party. Dragon Con assemble. Earth's mightiest heroes are throwing a black light glow party, and everyone is invited to attend. I say we must attend. Let's go check it out. Yeah, we're doing this. I, it, you have a really cool cosplay. What is it? You're, you're uh, pretending to be a podcaster or something, or uh, you know? Hey, that's sorry. It. A guy walked by with a dog on his shoulder, and it's adorable. And I miss my dog. 
Yeah. Jax. He's with Grandma right now. Jax, your mommy and mommy love you very much, and they will be home in just a few days. Sniff something that they rolled around in. That'll bring you comfort. That's what I do. Oh, gosh, Jax. We love you. You're a mess. But, yeah, no, I'm definitely just, I'm definitely pretending to be a, a podcaster. Definitely. Uh, I, I think you're pulling it off. Well, thank you. No, I mean, in terms of uh, in terms of the entire act, in terms of fooling everybody, yeah, I think I am too. I Dude. Mean, you look spot on like a podcaster. I, I got a media badge pretending to be a podcaster. Yeah. Hey, Sexy Thor, what do you think? Uh, I mean... Oh, what would he say? I don't know. I, I'm too busy fighting off the trolls. Uh, no, what are they? Uh, the ice giants. <laughs> I don't know, guys. This is a creepy uncle podcast. Insert, like, really cool, sexy, sexy something here. And then I would go. <laughs> How about we go check out this, like, fancy ball? Well, I'm a fancy lad. Let's do it. Oh, are you going to tell everyone where to meet us? <laughs> I mean, do you want me to? Is that real? Jokes. <laughs> jokes. I got mad jokes. All the jokes. Yeah, that was something. That was two somethings. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, we got to see really horrible dancing done by Kavika. It's now, what time? It's 9.32. We need to head to the west. Go to the ESO meeting. ESO meeting. Hey, well, let's, uh, let's play an ESO commercial, yeah? Hey, pardon interruption, but do you want to learn more about love, lust, sex, anger, happiness, music, time, space, and the human race? I hope you do, because I'm here to beg you to listen to Soul Forge Podcast. We're your weekly dose of life and living here on the ESO Network. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts and soulforgepodcast.com. A proud partner of the Rusted Robot Podcast here on the ESO Network. Let's find out together. We're here at the ESO meetup. Chris, Eric, Tina Jones, Nervous Podcast. How you doing? Oh, man. It's good to be here. Good to see you again. Yeah, just having a good time at DragonCon. We're home. Uh, yeah, thank you for introducing me to this home. Oh, this is my home. You're very welcome. Uh, I'm uh, very fond of spreading the good news of DragonCon as far and wide as I can. It's, it's the least I can do, you know, for all that my higher power has done for me. You've got to spread the good news. You've got to spread the good yes. word. Yes. You know, you gotta, you gotta, gotta preach, gotta preach the book. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you got, gots to, gots to, gots to. <laughs> what all have you done so far? So far, we've been wandering around doing uh, man on the street interviews and uh, meeting up with our ESO friends here at the Weston. Is it two ten? I think this is our name. Come on down and find us. We're, we'd love to have you uh, join us, mingle conversates, whatever you want to do. Well, not maybe whatever you want to do, but let's, uh, Atlanta does have laws still, I think, right? Uh, I don't recognize those laws. Never did I swear allegiance to your king. That's true, yes. I, you can always deny I don't recognize. I'm just going to take my pants off right now. Chris, hold the microphone. Tell the good people about Nerd Bliss where to find you. All right. Well, you can find us at nerdblisspodcast.com. You can find us at nerdblisspod on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, those are the main places to find us. Of course, all the podcatchers, uh, Google Play Music, Stitcher, I is at Apple Podcasts now and not iTunes. Uh, but uh, yeah, 
Nerd Bliss is one word, by the way, uh, if you're searching. So, uh, yeah. Thank you. Nerd Bliss is one word. Remember that. Yeah, no, we're, not, we're still recording. It's just you slide the commercial in the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. Keeps it going. Yeah, audience, I love you. I didn't mean to treat you like that, but, you know, time is money. So, Tina, what's, what are you looking forward to at Dragon Con? Um, plan on going to the Voltaire concert tomorrow night. Love Voltaire. Um, gosh, I don't know. I, as far as anything else, I kind of take it as it comes. Put in three uh, want to on my schedule on the Dragon Con app and then figure out, like, where the fuck am I and what would probably have the easiest line to get to. You know, uh, there was a panel earlier today. It was a 7 o'clock panel, and it was a panel specifically for people uh, who go to cons who are socially anxious. And, uh, yeah, I, I chickened out of it. True story. True story. Yeah. I love you, Chris. I missed you, buddy. I missed you. Missed you too, man. Tell us about your gear. All right. So we're recording on a Zoom H6, portable recorder, battery powered. I have an H5. <laughs> It's okay. It's all good. Uh, we're running on a three-mic setup. We have two lapel mics, um, and we have a road reporter mic, uh, which is omnidirectional. We use that for our subject interview subjects, and uh, and eliminate a lot of the problems we had uh, doing on the street before. So, yeah, road reporter. Yeah. There's eliminating, and then there's like declaring nuclear war, <laughs> and winning. Yeah. Yeah, nerdless, y'all. You want that sound quality. You want to hear what a grown-up podcast sounds like? That's nerdbliss.com. Nerdblisspodcast.com. Check them out. Also, part of the ESO network. You know we were up that ESO network. You know we go hard for our network. Chris was commenting on the human ants earlier. <laughs> the people watching at Dragon Con is phenomenal. You know, uh, they say that's one of the appeals of Disneyland. Walt Disney himself it designed the park with people watching in mind. He like to actually make people like a part of the attraction whether you like it or not know it or not that's like some of that like evil freud bernays shit right there dragon con does it effortlessly yeah i mean we can wrap this up yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know you, you you find that you know that moment when it's when the the interview is over and yeah, i think that's yeah. it i think it's that moment it is it really is it's been good, though. It's been good. No, I know. Peabody worthy. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The great thing about it is if you don't know that it's over and you just keep on going, you have an engineer that can fix that in post. Oh, you know, I brutally edit the shit out of the stuff, so uh, you only get a product, not a podcast. Thunder Talk, everybody. And the Nerdless Podcast. Boom. Dragon Con. Boom. Boom. Oh. Oh. Mark, Mark gets to go home at night. <laughs> Mark gets to go home to, to Mark's bed, to Mark's family, to Mark's comfort zone mm -hmm. at night. I'm, it's like I'm staying in the green zone at the back, in Baghdad. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm with the motley crew of uh, individuals who all kind of found each other on, on the Facebook page. Right. Uh, you smelled my room. Yeah. 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 I had the uh, displeasure of smelling your room. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, to be fair, you know, you did give me a fair warning about yeah. it, and um, so uh, I was I was prepared. You know what the, I mean? And, and they're all look, decent folks, right? Right, right. And you know, I've raised uh, two teenage boys, and so I know what. <laughs>
my son just, a funky room smells like, believe me. My son just turned 13, Mark, and I got to tell you, his room, it's getting funky smell. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's starting to happen. Yeah. It's starting to happen. Yeah. Dude smell. I know. Getting that, getting that, getting that dude smell going. And, and Dragon, that's, I mean, Dragon Con, man, dude smell, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Not right. as bad on the floor. Last year, I, I, I smelled it a lot worse than this year. Out mm-hmm. on the floor, people walking around. Yeah, I've, you know, you know well, like you said, we got another 48 hours. I haven't really smelled anyone, you know, being uh, super funky this year. Yeah, I mean, right? but it's, it's one of the things that goes along with a convention. I mean, I've been to plenty of other conventions. Oh, and, it is an old hat. Yeah, right, right, yeah. I mean, it's something that you would expect. Right. And, um, uh, but, you know, uh, knock on wood, uh, <laughs> hasn't happened for this year, right. so uh, that's a good thing. And when I was out at PowerCon in Anaheim, uh, I didn't experience the the smell right. either. So uh, that's pretty good. I mean, other than you know your room, of course. <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, you want you want the real Dragon Con smell? You come on up to my room every day. And, well, I mean, let's do the math. I'm I'm part of that smell too. Mm-hmm. It, part of that must be my fault. Mm-hmm. I brought a can. My wife packed a can of air spray. Uh-huh. There's a commercial where they're they're in a kid's room, and they said that the kid has gone blind to his own, you know, smell, his own stink, his own stink, and maybe that's what happened in the hotel room. Oh no, you, I, I'm gonna lie to you, Mark. <laughs> can, can I just be honest with you? Yeah, please. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut this out of the show. Uh-huh. No, no one's gonna hear this. <laughs> um, do you know why I know my room stinks? Beth Kavika told me. I can't smell it. Oh, oh okay. okay, that's funny. Well, I, I have can't a conf- smell it, dude. I have a confession for you well, what's too, up? as well. I didn't smell anything yesterday ah! last night. <laughs> We're both sitting there like, oh yeah, it smells. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, and yeah. I kept waiting for the smell to hit me and it nothing Thank did. you. Oh my god, I don't think it smells that bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna defer to Beth Kavika. Mm-hmm. Right. If they say that this smells like a like a like a goddamn cave. I'll believe them. Mm-hmm. I trust them. They're good folk. Uh-huh. Right. They're not gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna tell me what's up. Right. I don't smell it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't yeah, smell it. I okay. Didn't smell cool. it either. So cool. I don't know what to think now. Yeah. No. But, up, uh... up is left. You know. Uh, <laughs> you know p- purple is is. I don't know. Twelve. Yeah. Everything's everything's backwards. Thunder talk exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all didn't think this entire episode was going to be a Dragon Con post-mortem, did you? It can't all be that nerd shit with your cosplays and your Star War. You gotta have a balanced diet. Otherwise, I'm going to go on for the next 20 minutes about Dwight Howard returning to the Lakers. Howling Roosters, everybody, with us tonight. How you doing, guys? Doing great. Yeah. Happy to be here. Living that dream. On drums, we have Ozzy Gilman. Ozzy. Yeah. How you doing? How you doing, Ozzy? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Doing good. Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Uh, what's what, what? What you all about? What got you into the drums? Um, what's your mom's maiden name? I mean, what's <laughs> kind of all over the board. I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my mom out of this one, but <laughs> maybe next time we could. <laughs> hey, hey, Dan, feel, feel, feel free to bring up Ozzy's mom when you ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> but, screw you, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing drums. Since I was like six, so it's about. 20 years now, but I don't know. I just wanted to get my neighbors to move, honestly, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
It definitely worked, but it's gotten me this far, so I'm good. Uh, blasting the drums to get your neighbors to move. Uh, it's more expensive than arson, but uh, you're you're actually well. I mean, I guess arson's a life skill too. But uh, <laughs> I guess it's it's really you know I don't want to judge. So you've been playing since you were six, yeah. uh, and you said twenty years, so you're twenty six. Uh, twenty seven. I, I just gave I gave myself a year to kind of round. <laughs> you give yourself no. right. Very cool, very cool. So Dylan. Yes, sir. Dylan Sam Jones. Your lead vocals and yeah. guitar. Yeah, yeah, I try. I try to do what I can. I try to scream and make it sound okay every once in a while. We're going to be hearing some of your jams here in just a minute. We'll let the people be... Uh, we'll let them be the judge, huh? I'm sure I'm sure they'll be judging you very kindly. Yeah, everybody, you have, some, you have a treat coming up in just a few minutes here. Yeah, people talking. are uh, judgmental in a nice way nowadays, right? Uh, yeah, 2019 is all about people judging each other fairly. Gender neutral, <laughs> gender neutral bathrooms and non-judgmental <laughs> landscapes. <laughs> That's the picture everybody likes to paint. Non-judgmental pictures. Uh, you sound kind of judgy there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, 2019. Born yeah, right? in the 90s. Right? Yeah, yeah. Beavis and Butthead was on the TV when I was coming of age. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Oh, you know what, dude? Same. It's, I was just blasting. Uh, remember Green Jelly? Oh, yeah. They were they were called Green Jello for like 20 minutes and they had to change their name. Yep. I used to love it. Our buddy love uh, it. Joey just played with that band not too long ago. Oh, for real? Yeah. Shout out to Joey and what the hell's the name of their band now? They were... <laughs> Vile Americans. Yeah, they were the Godspeed Demons. Yeah, now they're Vile Americans. Americans yeah. Look at us. We are nice. We're promoting <laughs> other bands on our segment. <laughs> Y'all generous that way. Yeah. So you and Ozzy used to rock out. We did. We've been rocking out. Ozzy, you want to tell that story or you want me to tell it? You, you probably remember more of it. I my, was super young. My version of it was that <laughs> I was a pimply little high school kid. He was uh, a fat little chubby elementary <laughs> kid. And uh, we used to make him play like hardcore beat down, breakdown music. Yeah. Double kick pedal. <laughs> screaming vocals. Like... Ugh goofy <laughs> and now we're playing rock and roll together yeah. nice funny how things kind of come back around full circle you know speaking of full circle uh that that leads us to the third member of the howling roosters uh this guy and i are family this guy's my brother mr colt coons everybody Mr. Colt coons. how's it going dan it up. you're gonna it's make going, me cry dude. it's going here. real good i mean every day we you, you and i get to hang out is a good day hey dude stand up bass Yes, sir. Playing the stand-up bass. He's a stand-up guy playing a stand-up bass. Stand. I mean, I was. I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Colt is a stand-up guy. Colt is the only friend of mine from out west who has come to visit me down southeast, not once but twice. Wow. Since I moved. Buy me another plane ticket. We'll make it three times a lady. <laughs> let's do it dude let's do it well let's see we flew we flew once we uh drove a second time i think i think we're looking at either the greyhound or a train i'm, I'm into both of those ideas honestly what about a pinto oh. an old, old dotson pickup i don't i don't think i'm gonna make it there <laughs> hey, hey dan and colt did the story you tell me about nashville that was about dan right or it was actually uh where was it that we stopped there uh, oh, Memphis, West was, Memphis. Uh, yeah, I heard a real dicey story <laughs> about you guys. We'll talk about West Memphis. That might be a whole other show. 
That's an entire podcast right there. That's an entire genre. That might be a good segue for the song This Dive Bar. (laughs) What I want to get into right now is the album coming out. You all have an EP. Yes, sir. Yes, we do. What's the name of the EP, guys? Small Town Trash. That's the word on the street, Small Town Trash. Yeah, that's what we're calling it. I love that name. Yeah, it took us a minute to agree on something that we all liked and... There was a lot of heckling going on. Yeah, and we finally came around <laughs> to that, and we, we liked it, too. We feel like it kind of says a lot, you know? But at the same time, doesn't say anything at all. I'm small-town trash. We're all three small-town trash. The town we grew up in is a small-town trash kind of town. Shit, I still live in a double-wide. <laughs> yeah. We, we hang out, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's where our band's based out of, is a double-wide. <laughs> and even even better, it's down a fucking dirt road. <laughs> Yeah, every band photo we take is in front of a barn or, you know, just uh, something dumpy. Something. Yeah, just dumpy. Hey, o- Ozzy, Dylan, are you guys from Hemet, the desert area there? Uh, Menifee, yeah. Quill Valley. Menifee, okay. Yeah, okay. so this same little area. Menifee, it's like Hemet, uh, Hemet with a skate park. We're, we're the gentlemen of the small That's town right. trash. That's right. <laughs> the bourgeoisie of the small town trash. <laughs> the Ric Flair of the small town trash. Woo! Woo! <laughs> We're sponsored by Kmart, so for all those out there, shop Kmart. Each, each interview we do, we get a pair of New Balances. <laughs> and you guys are putting out CDs, right? We are, yeah. They'll be online pretty much anywhere you can look. Uh, okay. And we'll have physical copies as well. Because we still believe in that. you got to hold your music, right? No, exactly. you got to be able to, be able to be able to feel it, taste it. She Left Town. That's the first track. So we're off to a good start here. There it is. Yeah, we got a single. Yeah. I guess that would be the single. No, it's a single. Yeah. I guess. It's not married. Not married, yeah. It's a single. Yeah. Goes to the singles dance. Singles dance. I don't know anything about the dances, but. Stay away from the number six dance. Number six dance. You didn't go to the sock hop when you were a kid? Was that just me? <laughs> What's the scoop? Where'd it come from? Well, why'd you, why'd you do it? So uh, she left town. You know, it's just a pretty classic breakup song about a chick that you know things didn't end up working out with, and you know you end up putting pen to paper, and before you know it, you have a song about her. Now, are we speaking generally, or am I going to be all like getting personal and asking you? Uh... You want to know her name and her address? <laughs> you want to tell me her? <laughs> Said, hey, you want to tell me her mom's maiden name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so this is where we start talking about Ozzy's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we'd get back into it, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so Ozzy's mom and I. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, she's no. gonna kill you. Might be a guy, actually. I've been hearing about you. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It's 2019. No, no, no judgment. <laughs> yeah, no judgment. It's 2019. <laughs> Gender neutral, where, where can everybody find you? Every every nook, every cranny of the internet where uh, their money can become your money in exchange for your music. So you can go to iTunes and buy it that way. You can listen to it on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Play Music, YouTube, Bandcamp, Facebook. I mean, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Let's let the song uh, let's let the song speak for itself, yeah? yeah. All right. Let's drop it. Let's do that. Let's do that. Everybody, she left town.
baby, you broke my dreams. Lit my world up in smoke with a match and kerosene. second ad spot for the black market toast podcast where we take a piece of media out of the cupboard dust it off toast it up and serve it as something completely new what well it means we either listen to or watch a movie or tv show or piece of music and then it's not like we just use whatever media we pick as a conversation starter (laughs) well because it's fun okay listen to it on your podcatcher of choice and follow us on facebook or something this is a warning There is something in these waters, and it is alive. The Loch Ness Horror. Joey Chandler, everybody, with the PWR Spotcast on uh, the ESO Network. You need to check them out. Uh, You have another show. Yes. Tell us about that. Uh, The show's called the Assignment Horror Podcast, and it actually started because of PWR Spot Show. Uh, John Neal and Richard Yule, Richard who's also on Nerdy Laser on ESO, we were joking around after recording. I'm closer to 50 than I care to admit. Uh, John is closer to another decade than he would care to admit sometimes. And Richard is the baby of the group, basically. He didn't get into horror until the 90s. So he's very savvy on 90s horror, 2000 horror, things like that. He didn't know a lot. So we would make references he wouldn't get. John and I started razzing him and it got to the point where like, we're gonna assign you, like school, we're gonna make sure you watch them because we're gonna assign them to you. You gotta give us book reports. That joke turned into a podcast where he brought in uh, Becca Upson and she loves the down and dirty exploitation horror 70s, but she's real knowledgeable about older stuff like the sci-fi horror from the 50s. So we assign Richard a movie, uh, Richard watches it, when we record, 
he gives his first impression of a first-time viewer of a lot of movies, and then the, we all discuss the ins and outs of them. Usually he likes them. Surprisingly, I was trying to like razz him one time. We, I assigned him as my pick, God Monster of Indian Flats. God Monster of Indian Flats. You know, that's what they used to call me in high school. What, what a coincidence. <laughs> we throw things at him that he can add to his horror repertoire. Nice. Nice. Um, occasionally they work. Show, show kayfabe. Um, I was kicked off for a week because I assigned the Loch Ness Horror. And all three ho my co-hosts basically said if they lived near me, they would have come by my house that night and beat the crap out of me. <laughs> I mean, that's what you get. Yeah. Loch Ness Horror is one of my favorites so bad it's good. Um, apparently, most people don't recognize the good part. <laughs> Nessie is the greatest unsolved mystery of our time. They call her a monster. And still they come. Let's talk about the show you have with ESO Network. PWR Spot Show. PWR Spot Show started, actually, it spun off of the Earth Station One main show. Really? Um, Mike Faber, Mike Gordon, a bunch of the others were wrestling fans. So they kind of played around talking wrestling to see how it was received. They spun it off into the Pro Wrestling Roundtable. And the Pro Wrestling Roundtable had a run for a while as its own thing, but several of the hosts left and it kind of sat dormant. Richard is real good at editing and, and knows a lot of how to get the stuff done up. So he volunteered to come in and do that. John was the co-host. Uh, Jonathan Williams. Um, who's from Wrestling with Pop Culture. Jonathan was the third co-host. Jonathan is extremely talented when it comes to doing all the behind-the-scenes stuff that you would expect for, like, The Walking Dead and things, and lives in Atlanta, so he got really busy. Oh, boom. I there it is. I from being a, an occasional guest to a co-host, and that's where we are now when we discuss, like, anything wrestling. We'll talk current events. We'll talk like 1970s wrestling, 80s wrestling. Um, and occasionally we get into the weird zones like wrestling movies, all the marbles with Peter Falk, no holds barred, which we really wished we hadn't watched again. Nice. Hey, guess what, Sexy Thor? If you were here right now at the ESO meet and greet at DragonCon, you would be talking to our good friend, uh, Jerry Chandler, about all the sweet wrestling stuff that you love, Adam, schmuck. So, Jerry, where can everybody find you? Uh, this weekend? Uh, well, I think they would need a time machine in order to do that. How about uh, on the internet? Uh, on the internet, you can obviously find PWR Spot Show through ESO. ESOnetwork.com, people. Nerdy Laser for Richard, you can find that, ESO. I was on that show. Big shout out, Richard. Assignment Horror Podcast, you can find uh, through SoundCloud Assignment Horror. You can also find a blog through WordPress that's Assignment Horror Podcast, where not only do we put the podcast up, but I write a lot of articles about the really god-awful horror that I think is good. Hey, somebody has to. Now she is fighting back, and no one is safe. I want to say real quick, Jerry Chandler, uh, last night I was at the uh, Media Rep Orientation here at DragonCon, and I wore the ESO shirt. Like, you know, when you walk out into a prison yard and you throw up the appropriate signs because, you know, if you don't find allies, you're going down. And I did just that, repping the ESO hard. Why I wear the shirt, you should check it out, too, at, uh, what is it, T Public? T 
Public. The ESOT Public Store. I do that, and uh, lo and behold, my new best friend, Jerry Chandler, rolls up. He's like, hey, you're ESO. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. What's up? How are you? And you know, are you a fan or something? He's like, you little shit. <laughs> I'm a boss, yo. <laughs> I'm Jerry Chandler. And I was like, oh, my God, sir. Thank you. Thank you for finding me. And you said you you just took real good care of me. And I want to thank you for that. I was able to speak to a lot of great volunteers. Um, you gave me a lot of great ideas, access, where I want to go in terms of what I want to do. Jerry Chandler, you are an official friend of Thunder Talk. Thank you. I'm a former volunteer for Dan Carroll with Media Relations at Dragon Con. Right. So I used to do that every year, and I was just helping out last night. I'm now a horror track volunteer. But that's every, anybody else in the on the media relations would have done the same at some point. Absolutely. So it wasn't Absolutely. Just, it wasn't just me. They're all a great crew. If you never if you've never been to Dragon Con and you need to find out and you're reporting on it, it's a great crew to deal with. Jerry Chandler, man, what a privilege to have met you. Not a privilege, but <laughs> you, have, you, don't, you don't know me well enough yet. You'll get over yeah, that. No, it's like, yeah, hey, don't pander to me, kid, Richard, okay? No, no, no. Richard, Richard will clear you of that misconception if you talk to him. At last, the world's most treasured story comes to the screen. The Loch Ness Horror. Yeah, so this is Dan Klink. Uh... ESO Network, Dragon Con Con Report, Thunder Talk, reporting live, recorded, in line, online, picking up our Dragon Con badges, standing uh, in line with me here, superstar author of the best Saturdays of our lives, I, I think he does something in Adult Swim too, I, I don't want to push him on that though, uh, my, my dear friend, Mark McRae. Mark, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, really enjoying this uh, registration process at DragonCon. It's my first time uh, being on this super duper long line, uh, but things seem to be really organized and it's a great place to people watch and see some of the cosplayers as well uh, before the convention actually starts. You know, I, I, I totally, totally. You know, this line, when we got here, we went to the right. And we ended up walking all the way around the entire hotel because the line wrapped around, wraps around the entire hotel. Correct. Like if we had gone to the left, we would have probably gone, you know. I'd be home by now, Mark. I'd be home by now is what you're saying. Right. <laughs> and I would be where I'm supposed to be, which I'm not going to say where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> this is moving well, though. I mean, I was thinking in the beginning, you know, Space Mountain better be at the end of this. Right? <laughs> but no, this is actually pretty good. I'm expecting a big prize or something just for standing in line. I mean, yeah. it is a huge process, but it's kind of fun, too. You know, there's a certain type of uh, camaraderie about, you know, seeing people and everybody going through the same process and standing in line right. at a convention. Right, right, right. I, I can't explain it, but it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that, that energy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thunder Talk, ESO, Mark McRae, Dan Klink, coming to you live on tape from Dragon Con. You know how many times I've said that, Mark? That's an old-ass joke. You ever, you ever like, keep saying your own shit so often that you become bored with it? Oh, yeah. After your friends have already been like, hey, you already said that already. And I laughed the third time because I was being polite. Mm -hmm. And by the eighth time, you're like, dude, either take a nap or find something else to talk about. I know. I, I, I kind of thought about that a little bit when um, I was standing on the vendor artist alley line today because right. the person 
you know, kept having to direct people. If this is where you're going, this is the line you have to stand in front of and you got to be in within the yellow tape. Right. You know, and she would say it like every five minutes. Right. And I'm like thinking to myself, she's got to be tired of saying that. Right. Over. Right. And over again. Right. And um, but, you know, she's a volunteer and I knew that's what she signed up for. But it was good that she was saying it because I didn't even know where the line ended. Had to be said. Right. Had to be said. And then the funniest thing that happened when we were going up and down (laughs) all over around on this line trying to figure out like where it goes and how it wraps around. Right. uh, The guy that was standing in front of me. And I heard this other guy say, where is the freaking yellow tape? Because at some point the yellow tape ran out. Like someone decided, okay, we don't need yellow tape anymore. (laughs) Or they didn't anticipate the line being that long. Because that was the other thing I was thinking about. I'm like, someone actually had to lay this yellow tape out. And it's everywhere. And it was everywhere. It's everywhere, man. You know? And um, that could not have been easy. You know, so oh, I was yeah, I was dude. thinking about those things. Yeah, somebody and needs a chiropractor after this weekend. Yeah, oh, for sure. All that yellow tape to, mm-hmm. to show you where the cue is. Right, it's a line for all of our uh, yeah European British listeners. Cue up Australia too, maybe. Wow, that was that was quick. That was a really quick uh, registration process. One of my friends told me not to come down on Thursday because they said, you'll be on that line for three hours in the blistering sun, and it's going to be terrible. You should just show up on Friday, get your pass, and you'll be able to breeze through. And I found out that that was totally not true. It's a lie. It's, it's a, a lie. lie. Yeah, it's a lie. Don't, don't believe it, people. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. <laughs> we thought we were going to stand in line. We thought we were going to jump on the mic. You know, maybe uh, you know, make a little uh, make, make a little entertainment off of everybody's misery. You know, turn this misery into something uh, usable. Right. I wasn't miserable at all. We just pulled out the mic like at the last minute because it's like, oh, aren't we supposed to be recording? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the line moved so fast, we sort of forgot that we should be recording. So um, it worked out pretty good. And uh, uh, when things were able to slow down, we were actually able to talk to people. Right, yeah, so everything you've heard about the Dragon Con ticket line, uh, don't believe it. Don't believe it, people. We're here, the public service announcement. Yeah, Mark and Dan letting you know. Come get your tickets, dude. Come get your tickets. They don't want your tickets. You want your tickets. Come get them. Across the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens Recently, James Gunn tweeted a picture of the cast for The Suicide Squad, which has just quietly begun filming. It includes David Dasmalchian of The Dark Knight and the Ant-Man films, John Cena, hopefully he's uh, somebody with invisible powers, Jay Courtney, reprising his role as Captain Boomerang from 2016 Suicide Squad, Joaquin Cosio, Nathan Fillion of Firefly fame and everything else fame, Joel Kinnaman reprising his role as Rick Flag, Mei Ling Lin, Flula Borg, Sean Gunn, James's brother, and also of the two Guardians of the Galaxy films, Juan Diego Bodo, Storm Reed, Pete Davidson, Taika Waititi, 
who voiced Korg in the MCU and directed Thor Ragnarok, the best Thor, and not because he got a haircut. Alice Braga, Steve Agee, Tenash Kajisi. I'm killing like half of these last names, butchering it, I'm sorry. Daniela Melchior, Peter Capaldi, so we've got a doctor in here. Julio Ruiz, Jennifer Holland, Viola Davis reprising her role as Amanda Waller, Idris Elba playing not Deadshot, Michael Rooker of uh, the two Guardians movies and The Walking Dead and Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And last but not least, the probably the biggest, most important name on here, Margot Robbie, back for her third outing as Harley Quinn. Finally, they're actually uh, capitalizing on the momentum that Harley got from almost... God, it'll be like five years since the last movie had come out. But at least she's got 2020's Birds of Prey. But enough about that. Next up, uh, Spider-Man number one, the five-part miniseries written by J.J. Abrams and his son Henry, uh, artist Sarah Pacelli has recently come out and on the Twitters and social medias reviews are quite mixed but JT Wheatley of History Comic Books gives it a thumbs up and that's all I need and that's all you should need too but you already knew this because you listen to History Comic Books because if you don't listen to History Comic Books you're probably an asshole but it's not my place to judge you do you this has been WTLK the Thunder. Hail, Thunder Faithful. Do you want to listen to Sexy Thor just talk off the top of his head with a vague outline? So does Sexy Thor. Then join your favorite Asgardian every Mjolnir Monday as he talks what happened with Marvel, DC, and what happens in the WWE in a way that I try to make listenable to wrestling fans and non-fans alike. And more. Tune in to WTLK The Thunder. Hello. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was uh, the Sam Wilson the Falcons' physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comics podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please listen, give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. I'm Dan. I think I'm so special because I got a media badge. Dragon Con 2019. What else you got? You got more. Oh, I got some more. I got more. Hey guys, it's me, your friend Sexy Thor, coming at you live from Dragon Con. I'm looking at some wrestling. It's pretty cool. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, your friend Kavika. I'm at Dragon Con. You guys are making me laugh now. I'm at Dragon Con. I'm drinking some shots and I'm eating some tots. <laughs> I'm Beth. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dick. Right? I'm Dan. I'm losing my pants at Dragon Con 2019. Hashtag Pantsgate. Hashtag buy a motherfucking belt. Hashtag is this a belt.
So what are we doing right now? Are we going to just walk the con while we record and just see if, uh, see if wants to is, yeah. Uh, where are you from? Portland, Oregon. Oh, I'm actually from North Georgia. <laughs> Austin, Texas. I'm from the D.C. area. How long have you been going to Dragon Con? This is my seventh year. So this is my first year coming as a participant, but I've been a con kind of watcher for a few years now. Uh, I've, this is my 29th Dragon Con. I've missed a few in between. Went to the second one ever, though. Oh, wow. Okay, so that means uh, if it's uh, your 29th and you've missed a few in between, you, you're OG. You've been coming since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so how long have you been coming to Dragon Con? Oh wait, let me check. Um, since 2007. Would you mind telling our audience what I'm looking at right now? What are you referencing to get that number? I am currently looking at a list of 13 of my uh, cards that I keep every year, my badges. I put them all in the same lanyard and I've luckily not lost them yet. <laughs> this is your uh, first Dragon Con you say? It is. I've heard plenty of stories from some of my friends saying that they've gone some years in the past. Figured, you know, Atlanta's not too far to drive away. Might as well, nope, save up, head on out. This is my 10th year. Yeah, in a row. In a row. In a row. Grizzled veteran, battle-hardened. This is my first time going to Dragon Con. Yep, this is our first time. Yeah, I think this is my 11th year, but there might have been like one I missed. Yeah. I won't tell if you don't. This is actually my third year. Um, it's been my first year actually staying the entire weekend and at the hotel. And I can easily say it's the best year just because of the ease of being able to be at the con. This is my 14th year. 14th year. That's very cool. Very cool. What, uh, in, in general, what's changed? Uh, crowd's gotten bigger um, as, since I've been coming. Uh, the number of hotels has increased. Uh, you know, younger crowds, uh, it's become more mainstream. Uh, I've noticed the cell reception has gotten a lot better in the hotels, you know? I don't know if it's just the, uh, the hotels improving their Wi-Fi network or if it's, you know, just cell service becoming a little more stronger in the hotels, but, you know, it's been easier to actually meet up with people. It used to be, it used to be a much wilder con, with as wild as it is, admittedly used to be much wilder. Uh, they made it a lot more family friendly. And that made it a lot bigger, so you know. When I first came here it was like, you know, these are my people and we're the misfits of everybody and now it's a little more cooler nowadays. Uh, the crowd's a lot bigger and uh, a lot more diverse. What's been your favorite moment so far? <laughs> I love the Walk of Fame. Love it. Walk of Fame <laughs> is probably my favorite so far. Um, running into some favorite characters when they're a little plastered and trying to give life advice to us, that, that's, a, that's an exceptional moment. Um, probably uh, a couple of the photo shoots that we've been doing. Yeah, so, so just getting to, to do photo shoots with some of my favorite friends and, and costuming groups. Uh, my favorite moments um, this con, um, well this year, uh, being in the Marriott, I've had really funny hotel elevator experiences, and every hotel or every elevator is a new experience. Um, I saw some of my favorite characters that I really didn't expect to see this year. The uh, the skids from Letterkenny earlier were they they were prepared. They had the cardboard out. They had the poses and everything, and that's that's always the best moment to me when someone gets all the way into character for what they're cosplaying. Uh, I think it was going to the Nintendo photo shoot. 
Actually, no, I've got to agree with the Walk of Fame. It's, a, it's an absolutely great opportunity to get a little bit more up close and personal with the celebrities that are actually appearing here. Oh, favorite moment. Um, probably just I was able to, for the first time in the three years that I've gone, been able to actually experience like the late night like vibe of Dragon Con. <laughs> um, we all know there's those, those questionable things that happen in a late night, but I would have to say that being able to like you know just party, have fun with your friends, like listen out to some good music, old and new, is really just it's really a lot of fun because you be able to just like let loose a little bit after all the heat throughout the day and. What's been your favorite panel? That's a difficult one, but I think probably the wearable tech. What's, what's your favorite part? The drinking. I enjoyed, I saw the Expanse panel on the Friday and enjoyed that a lot. Uh, mostly, I mean, it sounds a little odd to say it, but there's like diversity and cosplay panels. Those are all over. In fact, there's a panelist over there. Um, I like I like those. They, they tend to be very well staffed. Like there's plenty of people on there. There's plenty of people with like, good feedback, good talk, and good support. And there's been a lot more representation in comic books and movies, and it's been like something that's just really taken off. What are y'all doing here? It's fine. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. It's like the new. It's So that, that's just the escalator yeah. that you just never know what's going to be happening. You're going to have a Dragon Con. Things escalated quickly. <laughs> so what? So I'm, I'm Beth, and I make dad jokes. Really bad dad jokes. <laughs> another, another escalator. Another escalator. Kavika has the mic attached to my hip by a wire. Yeah, and I'm just like pulling him along. Yeah. On, on an epic adventure. Hey, you guys. Hey. hey. So, who was that? That was Chris. That was That's Chris, right. Tina, and Eric Jones. They were recording the live. Yeah. They they were recording live right now. Yes. So, that was just the other escalator. That's that, right, I mean, dude. Like, hey. That's the way escalators work here. Man, I'm telling you. What were you most looking forward to? I was just looking forward to seeing everybody in cosplays, because this is, like, the only event that I really go to a year where I can see everybody who, like is into the same things that I'm into right. and I think that's really cool to like hang out with people. Um, I think my favorite part was seeing one artist that I saw my first time coming here was still here and had a booth and everything and I went and I talked to her about how I still had her art. Yeah, that was really cool to me. Uh, mostly just to seeing friends that I only see at, at, at the con. I have people that I see every year uh, uh, for 30 years now or whatever. Uh, that uh, that I I miss if I don't see them at con. That's yeah. Just I, I enjoy going to the vendors. I enjoy spending time with my two daughters who I bring down with me. Uh, my daughter's first year in college, so she kind of drove down for the weekend. It was my first time seeing her since she left for school a few weeks ago. So it's a special family opportunity for for dad daughter time. Your favorite cosplay that you've seen? Oh, okay. I saw a Mad Max um, cosplay. And he had two like really big dogs, and his costume was amazing. Oh, yeah. You saw that? Uh, I like the guy that dresses as alien, like full on, like like the xenomorph. Yes. So yesterday we were in cosplay um, as Team Rocket from Pokemon, and it just was like super fun to interact with all the other people that were dressed as like stuff from Pokemon. I don't know. And I don't know all the characters to things, but I did see a guy 
who had like this real fur thing around his shoulder and long hair. He looked at something out of Lord of the Rings. It was beautiful. Oh goodness, there's so many, but um, yesterday I saw, I saw this lady in a Venom outfit and it was killer. Really, I've seen some really horribly inappropriate ones that were my favorite that probably should never have been worn. Uh, well, to the fantasy cosplay, and there was a League of Legends cosplay. I don't play League, so I don't know the character's name, but it was a nine-foot-tall, looked like an alligator, and it was fantastically done. I mean, just every detail perfectly executed. Fantastic work. What's your weirdest con moment? Ooh. Uh, probably when I was working security at con, yeah. and uh, I had to break up two guys who were having a lightsaber fight. Like a real lightsaber fight. Like they weren't. Real lightsaber fight. They were actually angry at each other. Uh, what's been your favorite moment so far? So I came here to see Brandon Sanderson, the author of the Mistborn series in Stormlight Archives, and that was basically just why I came in the first place. <laughs> yep, and I'm mom, so I'm helping her live out her dream. Uh, actually, this morning I went to see the Karate Kid panel, and that was so fun because I just love that movie, and yeah, that was really cool. Like, exceptionally more friendly. There's people handing out snacks. There's people just like, like handing out cute things and singing songs. <laughs> just, it was just a lot of really pure moments and we had a really good time. We did. How's the experience been? Just for the both of you, you know, mother, daughter. It's very fun. It's um, a real people watching place. <laughs> it was awesome. I love to dress up and just, you know, be a character that you've always wanted to be around. So many people who are like you. You don't see a lot of people like this in real life, you know. You kind of wish like it, it was like this all the time, you know. Uh, what are you most looking forward to? Uh, all the parties each night. They're, mm. they're great. And the drinking? Of course. Um, probably just meeting up with friends I haven't seen in exactly a year-ish. Um, definitely my highlight has been some of the parties last night were fantastic. Last, what's it, last uh, night on Alderaan, the last party on Alderaan. I've always got a kick out of an evening in Bree, but I think the thing that most impresses me is just the inclusiveness that is shown here. And I think the world would be a better place if what happens here on a daily basis happened all the time. Why, why go to DragonCon? It's just a great, great party, great people, fun. They have a little something for everyone. Would you recommend DragonCon? Yes, because DragonCon is one of the biggest ones, so there's a lot of opportunities for a whole bunch of different interests. And so it's really nice to be able to come and be... If you're a fan of more than one thing, to be able to come in and get a little bit of all of it. Would you recommend Dragon Con? Yes. Yeah, it's fun. It's a, it's a real fun experience. Yeah, I'd totally recommend Dragon Con to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, definitely. Um, to people who are okay with crowds, yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's great fun. I mean, there's a little something for everybody. Would you recommend Dragon Con? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'll be back. Definitely. Would you recommend DragonCon? Oh, yes. And why would you do that? I've been to other cons uh, locally, and it's like nothing compares to DragonCon. Uh, the streets roll up at like 11 o'clock at every other con, and this is all night. Would you recommend DragonCon? Always. I would recommend it over any other con. <laughs> is that a character? I don't know. I, there, I, okay, there's a cosplayer right now who uh, is, it's like a ram skull, like satanic goat head of Mendez, like Baphomet. Yeah, but skull. he's wearing like a, a sailor hat, right? Like he's, uh, like he's, uh, like he's the fucking lead singer of Poison or something. Yeah. You know, like on the party boat right now. And, and he's got his cane, his walking stick? No, the cane, the entire outfit is pretty on point. It's, yeah. the, it's the captain's hat that's like, 
you know, it's like 95% Satanism, 5% like Bud Light and good times. Did Where, you? Where's Tennille? <laughs> if he's the captain. No. Anyone? No. 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 <laughs> We've been staring at this person like yeah. to the point to where I think we have to take a picture. Like, Yeah, I mean, you, you probably should. Required. Yeah, I mean... If you stare too long, if you lock eyes with them, then you are forced at Dragon Con at gunpoint to take a picture. Right. And he may take your soul. Yeah. <laughs> Dan is getting yeah. literally all the angles, every angle. Yeah. If I could only, okay, if I'm describing this to you right now, which I am, he is laying down in the middle of the floor trying to upskirt this poor demon. Hey, now. Yeah, I... I was it an upskirt? I don't know. But he was down there awfully low. Long weekend, and it's not over yet. Yeah, it's, we it's, got we got another hard forty-eight hours to go <laughs> on this. It's, it's definitely not over. But um, some of the things I'd like to talk about. Okay, uh, what I liked was our fun ride on the elevator last night. You know what? We got some uh, we got some sound from that. Uh, why don't you all uh, sit back? We're gonna play some audio right now. All right, so we're about to jump on the elevator here at the Hyatt Regency Atlanta. Uh, these elevators are legendary. They look out onto a very, very open floor plan. By floor, I mean it goes up 22 stories. Virtually all the rooms in this hotel uh, face outward uh, into the main hall and all the way down. Imagine having a balcony and looking over that balcony and seeing the world below you. Well, imagine that world below you was the lobby. Within all of that... Uh, up one of the walls, up uh, a spine really, are five external glass elevators looking down on all the magic here. Those elevators are crowded. A lot of people, a lot of people are Dragon Con people. A lot of people are Dragon Con people. Hmm. I might edit that out. Uh, the way the system works is you gotta go down to go up. And you gotta get up to get down. And it causes a lot of situations where complete strangers, all here in one general united goal, uh, have to deal with it. And usually, they deal with it pretty well. Hey, how's everybody doing? Oh, how's the con going? Hey, doing all right, doing all right. Inside the Hyatt Elevator. Right? Hyatt Elevator. How's it going, Hyatt Elevator? <laughs> Gotta get up to get down. Gotta get up to get down. Right. This is my card. This is my postcard right here. ESO Network, everybody. We do lots and lots of podcasts. Man, I just made it all awkward in here. The energy in here is awesome until you're like... <laughs> is that Cobra Kai? Yes. No, tell me about your cosplay, brother. Thank you so much. Um, it's Johnny Lawrence-inspired cosplay from Karate Kid in Cobra Kai PG Red. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm all right. I'm all right. Thank you very much for asking. Con. Uh, that See, that was my second question. We're drinking tonight at Dragon Con. We're going to the drinking panel at Dragon Con. We're the drinking panel at Dragon Con. We're the special guest hosts at the drinking panel. We are the uh, masters of Yoda of drinking. <laughs> First question, uh, where are you from? Well, I'm from uh, another planet. Gallifrey's. Got a Gallifrey in the house, everybody Gallifrey in the elevator. Mercy's for the week. Yeah, sweep the leg. Put him in a body bag. <laughs> 16, 16, anybody? Oh, yeah, hey. Because <laughs> I'm a fraud. Can you do something about the elevator? 
Or, or is it the Gallifreyan? Yes, We're thank you. The there it is. We have the Doctor Who magic screwdriver. And Ralph Montier signed my jacket. What? Hey, all, all you people out there in Internet Radio Land, we're looking at a Ralph Macchio official Cobra Kai jacket here. Hey, we made it to the lobby, everybody. Hey. Yay, have a happy con. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much. And bam, handing out those cards. Everybody, ESO Network up. Hey, congratulations on having a really awesome Ralph Macchio signed Cobra Kai jacket. All right. We're here all week. Try the veal. Yeah, dude, those elevators, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, so there is a certain uh, camaraderie yeah. that is that happens at a lot of conventions, and and you just don't know when you know people are going to connect or when those moments are going to happen. But when they're spontaneous, like they were on the elevator, right. I think that's one of the most awesome times, uh, or, or the or one of the nicest surprises. For example, the elevator was super packed, and this guy was cosplaying as a Commander Riker from um, Star Trek The Next Generation, and he's debating whether or not he's going to get on the elevator, right. and someone yells out, Riker, get on this elevator! And he gets right. on, and everyone laughs. Right. And... We're going down, uh, we're trying to uh, get down uh, from our floors to the lobby, and I think it was, uh, who started the shout about? Lobby, lobby, do you remember? Kavika. Yeah, 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 she started that, and everyone just kind of chimed in. Kavika's like double con beast mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone, everyone chimed in and said lobby, and believe it or not, the elevator went straight to the lobby. There were no local stops on this oh, elevator. Like we invoked it, yeah. She, yeah, she, she, like, threw, she, she threw some of that big medicine out there. Right, right. Some sparkle magic happened. Mm -hmm. Ended up in the lobby. Yeah. yeah, and you know what was cool about the Riker guy is he he was having. I was looking in that man's eyes. Mm -hmm. He was having an actual moment of social anxiety. That was real. Yes. And part of me was almost like, hey, everybody shut up. This guy's going to take the next elevator. Mm -hmm. Okay? Respect this. Right. What happened? Because I, I was, my face was being shoved like into the door. Right? <laughs> I, I, I well, was near the front. You, you guys got a little bit deep in the back. I was like pretty up. I was looking at this guy. Mm -hmm. And was like, get in the elevator. You saw the social anxiety. And when somebody went, get in the elevator, Will. Right. What the translation was, this is a safe place in your home now. Right. You're safe. Come on. Fans of these shows are not. Everyone knows who the characters are most of the time. And the fact that we can actually call the, uh, a person who's cosplaying out by their character name, even in a situation like whether to board an elevator or not, it just, that's what makes a convention like Dragon Con great. We are the Cigar Nerds, bringing nerdy sophistication and geeky indulgence on all topics, including movies, video games, science, and pop culture news, all from the Nerd Cave Cigar Lounge. Find us on iTunes, Stitchers, Google Play, and wherever fine podcasts are found, including esonetwork.com and cigarnerdpodcast.com. So fire up a cigar. It's time to get nerdy. Rumble. Rumble? Rumble. What's You're your Rumble name? Too. I'm Dan. Dan, Dan Frank of the ESO Network. <laughs> RC. RC. It is a pleasure. Dan? Dan. Dan. Hot Rod. Good to see you. We, we met. Yeah. Did Adult Swim yesterday, Yeah, that friend? was a lot of Adult fun. Swim. Oh, my gosh. That was Wasn't so it, though? Fun. It was like... A, oh, you know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We oh, no, we go all the way back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> William Street. We were pretty close. Mean Streets of William Street, yo. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. God, I wish I was recording that. Oh, maybe I am. Maybe I am. I am recording that. Excellent. Dude. Are we doing this for uh, your um, your podcast? Tara Newman. Reporting here for the ESO Network uh, at, from Dragon Con. Dragon Con, Dragon Con up. Dragon Con up. Dragon Con. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, we have the privilege of standing here today with your defenders of cool and all things awesome, the Cybertronic Spree. Well, thank you for that introduction. Oh, man, it's accurate. What's up, Berth? We're going to steal that tagline. Yeah. <laughs> Free money, brother. It's all yours. It's all yours. Well, I was going to steal it anyway. I don't need your permission. <laughs> yes. Of course you don't. Oh, Rumble. Rumble. Rumble's in the house. Rumble's in the house. He is double purple, everybody. And uh, I think we also have RC. How you doing? I am so fine tonight. Hot Rod. New boss in charge. How you doing? I'm doing very, very well. Excellent. Are we sure he's in charge? Yeah, he is. Mo- most of the time. You got the Matrix, right? No. He gave it up. Noob question, everybody. <sighs> that Matrix back where it belongs. I was a terrible leader. Let's be let's be real. But I'm excellent at leading a band of misfit robots in rocking out. What is the Cybertronic Spree? So the Cybertronic Spree is beyond good, beyond evil, and beyond your wildest imaginations. <laughs> It will transform your life. It's Autobots, Decepticons, and various other mechanical monstrosities brought together by the power of rock and roll to move you emotionally, hopefully in a positive way. But if you're feeling down, you know, that's cool too, I guess. I mean, you're not their mom. You're not going to tell them how to live, but you're giving really good advice. It's a band full of moms, if we're being honest. Right. Yeah, we get on each other's case about stuff all the time. Because you love each other. No, we, we actually don't. Yeah, this is a band that was built on hate. And, you know, we just don't like each other at all. But the power of rock does supersede it all. That's and right. so we come together. We channel it into something positive. Yeah. On the streets, Hot Rod and I fight. But on the stage, <laughs> the rhythm section's tight. <laughs> there it is. So the three of you are here today. Who else is going to be with you at 1.30? So, uh, yeah, we're a Motley crew, really. We've got, in addition to ourselves, we've got the mysterious Quintesson. We've got the Unicron, Devourer of Worlds, the Chaos Bringer himself. Eight-string guitar destroyer of licks. And, uh, of course, we also have joining us special for Dragon Con, Soundwave and Shockwave is awesome. going to be in the house tonight. So, yeah. And about uh, 2,000 other people. You just wrapped a crowdfunding campaign to put out your rendition of uh, Transformers The Movie soundtrack. Can you walk us through the process between the genesis of that project and where we are now? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. So, we, we always wanted to... Obviously, we were built because of Transformers The Movie. And the music just... It needed to be brought live, and we thought, what better way to do that by getting together, get the bots together, and just rocking it out live, seeing if this is something that humans here on Earth 
can appreciate. And turns out they like it a little. So we came back for beyond our one show mandate. And uh, yeah, we actually put aside our grudges, our differences, and thought, let's just battle it out on stage. And so this Kickstarter project was really the first excuse we had to lay a studio album. Because we never really wanted to enter the music business, you know, in the traditional sense. We always just thought we were doing something for the experience of the here and now. You know, it's like you got to be there or be square. And what better way to do that than just rocking it out live? So this was a really unique challenge to start our very first physical recording. So what was the most fun you guys had interacting with humans on the crowd sourcing uh, mechanism? Oh, well, there was this one time our human audio engineer, um, I mean, he was he was doing some mixing and things got a little crazy there. And uh, we didn't know that putting duct tape on a human was painful, but. Yeah, Shockwave got involved in this, and uh, we the Autobots were not in the studio at the time, but there was some shenanigans. The Decepticons were in charge that day, and uh, we have a human audio engineer. His name is Greg Harrison. He's a very talented um, composer and recording artist. Uh, I think he he also plays some music, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got him. We tapped him, just, uh, and he he's still alive. That's good. Yep, yeah. yep, That's good. yep. It's always a concern when these guys are involved. That's it, yeah. So, so we, we kind of balance each other out. Yeah. He's bigger than me. He could take me, I think. It's true. Yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a big guy. He can't take, he can't take Soundwave, though. No, no. no. Yeah, he was, uh, he was doing some funny stuff with the mix, and I think he was just trying to, he was trying to get a rise out of us in the studio, especially with the drums. He was making everything sound like I was in a tin can or something. And I didn't know he was joking, so we got pretty angry with him. And then we we took it a little too far. But yeah, he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's he still likes us. We still like him. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He even we even paid him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. We paid him. He he got paid. Well, he's got new clothes now. He he had dinner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we got him. Yeah. Dinner's yeah. important. Uh, and he, we, we even gave him an NDA. So, you know, like, yeah, so it was all good. If you ask him, he had a great time that That's night. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the Cybertronic Warrior is my new jam. Straight up. Really, really. Uh, and after this interview, it's going to be your new jam as well, good listeners of the ESO Network. Yes! Uh, what circuitry upgrades uh, led you to make the leap towards producing original content? It's strictly because the band, humans wanted to hear it. They they said, these covers are great. Do you guys write your own? And we thought, right, wow, do creative things. And then we, you know, we went online and we researched machine learning and like AI and stuff. And we were laughing and laughing. And we're like, I bet if we forced ourselves to watch 1,000 hours of music, you know, that we could do some of this. So, yeah, look out. Machine learning is coming at you. And Cybertronic Warrior was the very first attempt. So, yeah, yeah we're by very that proud. Time, by that time, we had a pretty good handle on the uh, Earth instruments. So we weren't breaking them all the time. So we thought, yeah, it's a good time to start writing our own material.
mentality behind that is what if there was a Transformers animated movie that came out in 1987, like a follow-up? What would the main banger of that soundtrack be? And that's what Cybertronic Warrior became. That's what Cybertronic Warrior is. Oh, great. Definitely. Thank you. Definitely. Oh, hey. I had nothing to do with it. Hey. hey I didn't write any of the lyrics. I just hit things. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing what you love, and that's the important bit. This is true. He loves hitting things. Yes. With sticks. Loves to rumble. Yeah. That's what you're built for. Yeah, well, it's my name, so. Can you imagine if, if your name instead of Dan was interviewer? That's like me. <laughs> like, it, who else is like that? It's me and Cobra Commander. That's it. <laughs> so you've mentioned before that other robots and Cybertronic beings join you guys. Yep. Is there uh, some sort of tech group from another show that you want to come on stage with you that has not come on stage with you yet? You know, we, we've had a few guest stars when we first started up, and they've mainly been uh, Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> or people who look... Strange Owls. Strange Owls. Yeah, yeah that's right. Strange Owls have been joining us on stage for a while, but we've always wanted to collaborate with others, and, and we continue to do that, um, I guess, just live. Um, it's also very dangerous, though, because we're robots. We get very, you know, up in each other's grill on stage. And so generally for humans, they need to wear at least a hard hat, uh, like Spike, who uh, sadly succumbed to the last concert we had in yep. Toronto last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, he got banged up real good. <laughs> the video, Cybertronic Warrior. What was that all about? Who did you tap to help... Uh, I mean, the end product is rad. You said that that was your first attempt. Yes, it was. Dude, your last attempt? I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to go into cryostasis for a couple of decades and see, <laughs> see what I can get. Tell us about the video, just all about the video. We were so excited to work with a director by the name of Stephen Kostansky. Oh, yeah. He who, is the yeah. genius behind Manborg. If you haven't seen Manborg, check out Manborg. But more recently, The Void. Yeah, he's like a horror guru. He's a super talent. W for Wish in the compilation, The ABCs of Death Part 2. Yes. And that's the one that we saw where we were fans of Manborg, but when we saw W for Wish, we were like, oh yeah, we need to work with this guy. This is... What were you going to say? Okay, well, I mean, this is the human, right? This is yeah, the yeah. this yeah. is the 70% meat, so full of water meat sack. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, we lured him. We lured him with... We, no, we, okay, we, we this is that he wanted to work with us, yeah. and, and then Rumble was like, okay, I'll let him out now. And in those quotations. We emailed him the, the song, because it was done already. Yeah. We were waiting. We, we needed the song first to do the video. That's how it works. That's how it works on Earth. Yeah. And so we emailed him a, an early version of the song and said, you're going to meet us at Sneaky D's, which is this dive bar in Toronto. And, and he met us, and he had this binder full of notes and, and other pictures and stuff. And we're like, oh, this guy's, he's serious. Like he, he was way more prepared than I thought he would we be. We hadn't even told him how little budget we had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, he, he did all this stuff. We built a set with him. Yeah. That was cool. He built a giant robot. We got to control it. Yeah, yeah that was sort of the sad part. Uh, well, so. Instruction manual. That's it. So we were flying this giant robot. We all fit in the head, and uh, RC's voice powered the thing, and like uh, the rest of us playing our instruments were making it move and do things. And then we took it out for a spin, and uh, and we trashed it in the video. Spoiler alert: it gets completely wrecked. And Stephen is now 
horribly in debt. Uh, so we said sorry. He was really cool about it before they carted him off. Um, and yeah, we're we're now you know on the side. We sort of raise money to uh, get him out of um, jail. It's the journey, though, right? It is. Somebody's got to trash a robot, even if it's somebody else's. I mean, you know, human debt versus uh, the fate of what's cool in the universe. That's it. That's it. It's just you know, it was like it was a good creative decision. Yeah, he understands the struggle, right? As a robot, what was it like piloting a robot? Was it a bit of an existential crisis? How are you doing? It's kind of meta. It's almost like you know, it's like humans maybe using forks or something. Like you know, it's like this is it's it's you're using it for you, but it's not you. But it but it you relate to it. It's deep. For me, I was just running the engine really. Like every every time I hit something, it powered it a little bit more. So it was kind of like putting your foot on a gas pedal. And that's what I was doing. I wasn't in charge of where he was going or anything like that, but I had to make sure he, he was able to do stuff. So why it fell apart. It's, it didn't work at all. Like, we, we were all thinking, oh, no, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> it's, it was a group effort. It didn't matter what we were doing. We were just playing the song, and then we were like, oh, I thought, no, go left. And you're like, how do you do that? And, yeah, well, the rest is history. How much energon goes into a new song? Well, here on Earth, not a lot of energon because, well, not, not so much of that, but yeah. But a lot of alcohol goes into the creation of this original material. It fuels our engines almost as much as the power of our fans. So what's your next move? Uh, how do you plan on continuing uh, to dare us to keep our dreams alive? Well, like Rumble mentioned, we wanted to start writing music that would be the sequel to the movie. Uh, so we're looking at writing some more original tracks. Uh, final question. Where can we find you? How can we find you? Give us our, give you our human money that you've earned. Where can we get you on the social networks? Well, technically, we're robots in disguise, so you can't. But if you're looking online, you can find us at YouTube, Cybertronic Band on Twitter, or Cybertronic Spree on Facebook. Cybertronics, the Cybertronicspree.com for yeah, ticketing. You have to put, make sure that the is part of the URL because someone squatted just Cybertronicspree.com and. And it's a bunch of car porn now. Yeah, we thought it was, we think it's Soundwave. He's just pranking the band, but uh, it's no joke. There is malware on that. So yeah, don't, don't do that. There. Don't. Yeah. Cybertronic Spree. Just look everybody. us up on Facebook and, and you'll be all right. Zuckerberg's got our back for now. Rumble, RC, Hot Rod. Thank you so much for talking Thank to us you. today. Cybertronic Spree, everybody. Cybertronic Spree. Check them out. What else we got? Uh, we talked about Rankin Bass. Um, Rankin Bass talked uh, about just plain old Rank. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, my, my buddies that did the Star Trek convention. Oh, well, oh. Give yeah. a The Star Trek panel that talked about all the exotic aliens from this, all of the Star Trek series, even the animated series. And uh, it was a pretty cool panel. I learned a lot as well and uh, it was run by my friends that run the star pod log podcast which 
I have also participated on. Um, it's a good show. They're yeah, good it's really good. As people. <laughs> the panel was hosted by uh, a couple named Kathy and Ryan, which they actually helped me get involved with my first panel at a, a Star Trek convention. And it was great being there to support them and to learn more about Star Trek uh, as a franchise with all the aliens. They passed the mic around, so you just weren't sitting in the audience and listening. They had people participating and asking questions, and I even answered some trivia questions. And so it just made the panel experience really cool. That's real interesting. I've never actually, um, I think I'm just a little bit too young for the to really be into the Star Trek craze. How old I mean, you, they how just old uh, rebooted it recently. How old uh, 22. They didn't reboot it. They didn't reboot it. No. They didn't make that new. Um, no, they, they, the, the timeline's subjective now. Is it 10 years for this, 8 years, <laughs> 100 years after that? Right. They drop a few F bombs. They show some Klingon breasts. Right. Otherwise, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It's all whatevs. It's still the same Star Trek. You're 22? Yes, yes. Yeah? That's uh-huh. a, uh, you're still a millennial, right? Uh, or what, what, was, what else would you be I'm called? a millennium. I'm definitely a millennium. I was born before the turn of the century. Oh, so if you're born after the turn of the century. We Now, you're not called... Okay, the people born after Maybe the turn I'm of the Gen century Z, are 20. not called the Pepsi generation. Every time I can't figure out what a generation is called, I just refer to them as the Pepsi generation. I, Seems I, I, the name I heard flying It's terrible. I don't, don't call me the Pepsi generation. I don't I'm even like Pepsi. I'm sorry, sire, man. Better, okay, just, here... Just make I'm, the root beer generation I now, think please. Be, write that down, Mark. That's, that's root beer. Yeah. No, we skew millennial. Did I tell you, by the way, our Facebook analytics... Uh, uh, Thunder Talk, eight, 18 mm-hmm. to 34 is our biggest crowd. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. That's right. Um, we're you know, fuck. the <laughs> fact that you said that, you know, that Star Trek isn't a franchise for you, I think that's maybe some of the issue with Star Trek. That they're trying to make it not be your grandfather's Star Trek. And they're trying to, you know, align the franchise with people like yourself who are younger and I think Dan can attest to this, you know, so Star Trek Discovery, you know, some fans like it and some fans don't. But I think Dan and I sort of agree. And if you don't agree, Dan, you can, you know, definitely say so. I think okay, they made. Sir. Yes, sir. I, 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 prom- <laughs> I promise I'll be honest, sir. <laughs> I think that this new version of Star Trek Discovery has been created to appeal to someone that is not necessarily a fan and so they're breaking a lot of the the Star Trek rules Some to make it. Huh? So you're saying they're kind of breaking the mold a bit just so they can open it up for more people to get into it. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's smart. That's what you do. You want to expand your franchise. I mean, you know, Archie Comics, not too long ago, they had like this really cool Archie Afterlife zombie series. And I think all the Archie fans kind of flipped out. But from a business standpoint... I feel like Archie Comics was leaving money on the table because all the other comic book companies go after the adult audience. And Archie was still primarily marketing and selling their comic books to kids. And they were the only comic book company that wasn't really taking advantage of. They weren't really stepping up before then. And now they have. And they're just kind of going along with what's natural, what's really um, most most popular now in the industry. Yeah. It's from Jughead to Zombies. That's an episode name right there. Right. Write that. That's free money, dude. That's free money. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, sire. Yes. Who's talking? Who's speaking for you? Sure. You are. What's up? 
I don't know. I really just got here a few hours ago. I was. Oh, oh you been, just landed, dude. You just, just, you, just landed. you just made landfall. I've been here for a long time. It took. I've been here for a few hours, maybe around five, six o'clock, and then okay. it took me until around uh, no, about four o'clock, and it took me around six o'clock for anyone to tell me there was an app. So I've been just going places. Yeah, yeah. No, no, dude. That was that was my story last year. Uh, all right, everybody. Full disclosure. Mark and I are sitting on the ground at the end of a dead end uh, outside the children's track, which is on sub-level three, out of the way of being out of the way, right? Meteor- this is how we would hide. Th- and then, the and then, just to kill us all. And Tsar, uh, uh, Sire. 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 You know, Tsar would also mean king. Just think um, about that. If you're, you're going to go with the soft My team. name, My name is uh, Sire, so it's based off of the uh, old English word Sire, which, you know, in different lands, they call it czar, the same word. I get to be the fancy spelling, though. T-S-I-R-E. So, you know. You throw that You throw that silent T in front of something? Baller. Of course. Baller. Sire, yeah. you were lost, weren't you? Absolutely. I actually came down here to find the uh, writing track, and I saw you guys in this little corner. Out in the way, I heard this uh, boom from, I guess, the microphone, and maybe it's the hall, the acoustics. Right, right. And I thought, this could be interesting. What's going on here? And then you guys invited me over like the awesome guys you are. You sound like articulate, intelligent individuals. This must be a writing something. (laughs) Absolutely. That's definitely why I came here. Not just because I don't know where where to find an escalator. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Preacher to the preacher, friend. Uh, This is the second podcast I've ever been on. Oh, Oh, wow. What was the the first one? Uh, The first one was actually an interview. Um, I... A few years ago, I was actually writing a, um, a web novel, a web serial sure. of my own, and a guy had um, hit me up on Reddit and asked me if he could um, interview me. It was the first time I really got a chance to air out my thoughts about how the story was going, how I planned on progressing it. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's cool. Looking back on it now, it was a very terrible story, and I think I should uh, rewrite it. But hey, you know that was definitely an experience that I never get. That most, I'm never most people want to write never have the honesty or the self the self wherewithal to be. That was shit. That was trash. I wrote pure garbage. If you can look at yourself and be like, oh, wow, this sucks. <laughs> no, seriously. Keep writing. Thank you. I plan to. Sire, everybody. You know what? We're, we'll uh, we'll swap some info. You uh, you start doing this and that. I'll start uh, plugging you out there. I'm Please like. do. Throw me to the wind. I'm like, when you find out your partner, and it's like, you know, you've gone from being over here to being like, you know, it's maybe serious. And you're like, oh, you've you've been with other podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were you were the podcast before me. Oh, it was a serious podcast. Sire, everybody, Dragon Con, right on. Thanks so much. Yeah, let's Facebook up. Yeah. Ah, that was fun. Live from Chicken Town, this is the Flopcast, a podcast obsessed with comic books, Saturday morning cartoons, conventions, music, stuff from the 70s and 80s that nobody else remembers, and chickens. It'll be the silliest half hour of your week. You can find us at flopcast.net and on the ESO network. I'm the mayor of Chicken Town, and I approve this message. Looks like I'm going to be shutting down the con the same way I began it with Mr. Michael Gordon's smiling face. Michael Gordon, ESO Network. You're listening to the ESO Network. We know him, we love him. You have an incredible booth here with your Tiki Zombie. How's the con been for you, Mike? Howdy, sir. Um, the con's been uh, great. It's, you know, this is my favorite con of the year, uh, and this year's been no exception. Uh, you're, now you were in the Pop Artist Alley. We are, uh, technically, it's the Comics and Pop Artist Alley, right? Comics and Pop Artist Alley. Got it. 
Um, so yeah, we are not, and that's to you know differentiates uh, from the uh, artist alley, which is part of, you know the art show, which is down below the Hyatt of the uh, quote unquote real artists. <laughs> oh hey, you know don't don't sell yourself short, Tiki Zombie, everybody. Uh, where can everybody find that? Well, people can find that at tikizombie.net uh, if they're not at DragonCon, of course, or at a convention near you. Um, so that's, you know, we do sell some stuff online. And uh, not and we're not above that sort of thing. We try to sell you all year round. And uh, we're working on issue four right now. So we're, uh, we hope to have it ready for this show. Life got in the way. Uh, Peter and I's schedule didn't match up. So, uh, but we plan on getting it done uh, hopefully by the end of the year. Uh, look for a Kickstarter on that too, because I think we're going to need a little bit of help. Uh, what, what, what's, what's been the mood, the vibe, the uh, the crowds day to day? What's tell us a bit more about this little this little corner here? Well, the Comic and Pop Artist Alley is located in America's Mart Building Two, which is where all the other vendors are. So there's three floors of vendors, uh, which are selling everything under the sun that you could want, and then some. And then there's on the top floor, the fourth floor is uh, where us comic folks are at. Now, uh, America's Mart is a massively busy, it's a huge building, but it's also, because of all the vendors, massively, like, popular. Uh, so all weekend long, there has been a line, uh, you know, I could say around the block, but it's really around, like, the area uh, to get in here. Uh, so, um, and I know that a, a couple of uh, days that it's that scared some people off because the line has really looked imposing. Uh, it goes all the way up Peachtree, and then it kind of comes down and does this little snake thing, and then it goes around Building 2, and I think up to around Building 1, and then it comes back around to Building 2. Anyway, uh, people have said it takes about 20 minutes. It moves. Uh, there's only one door, one way in or out. Uh, so... Uh, people say it takes about 20 to 35 minutes to go through that line. Um, and in the Georgia sun, that can be brutal. So I definitely understand folks for, for kind of backing off and not, not visiting us uh, because of that line. Um, but today is Monday, and my understanding is the line is not really big, that big of a deal today. So I strolled right on in. Yep. So we do see a lot of people in here. Uh, the vibe in the artist alley has been pretty good. Uh, we've got a lot of great legendary talent here this year. It's probably one of the best lineups of comic professionals we've ever had. Uh, so very excited about that. Um, I talked to George Perez this morning on the way over, and he's excited. Um, he's he can't wait to be back next year. So uh, look look for that next year. Um, and uh, we got to a lot like a lot of people who've never been here before, and I've been talking to a lot of those artists, and they're. They're, you know, all amazed because they, they're like, this is unlike any show we've ever done. It's crazy. So uh, Dragon Con continues to have that reputation and back it up. Dragon Con, like nothing you've ever seen. Come on down. Come on down. Check out uh, Mike Gordon next year. Tiki Zombie. Yeah, yeah. Just like George Perez, I will be here. That's right. That's right. Well, hey, thank you, boss. Thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. Always a pleasure. So here we are. Um, kind of closing on our Dragon Con, and it's been a wild ride. Uh, what can we recap? What, what have we done? We've done a lot since we last recorded. We've had a full Dragon Con. We went to panels. We went to vendors. We bought stuff. Spent too much money, but that's okay because we got some cool shit. Uh, I got to see uh, my new current favorite band, 
uh, met, gosh, I think, hey, you know, uh, Kabika, remember we, we set a goal? 50 new contacts, 25 each? How are you doing with that? I mean, yeah. I mean, we got plenty of contacts. Yeah, we, got, we, made some good, we met some good quality people yeah. that you, our Thunder Faithful, will be hearing on this show very soon. Yes. Yeah, I, we were able to have an opportunity to interview people, uh, talk to people on the street. We were... We talked to all, you know, some of the biggest uh, actors and actresses here at DragonCon this year. We don't have Legionnaire's disease that we know of. Not, we don't know yet. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. No, we are, we're all scheduled. Uh, we all have appointments at the clinic tomorrow at 9 a.m. I think for me, DragonCon is a uh, is really kind of a uh, call to uh, reevaluate my life and some of my lifestyle choices. What were your favorite panels? Oh, I, you know what? I saw the Expanse panel. And I, I love the Expanse. It's if for people, for our listeners that haven't had an opportunity to watch it, it's a a, a sci-fi noir kind of dystopian future a little bit. And we were able to like we saw West West Chatham. We um, we you know several of the the main uh, actors and. Even had an opportunity to go up at the Walk of Fame and introduce ourselves and have really amazing conversations. So I think the Expands panel was probably my favorite. I was super excited for the Eyes on Me panels in Winona Earp, and I got to go to both of those. They were super cool. Um, the actors were great. The thing I really loved about the Eyes on Me panel, even though it's not necessarily my favorite show, I do enjoy the show, was the fact that because the show's not your typical zombie fair, it's got the zombie, but it's also got the added layer that whenever someone eats a brain, they start to take on some of the personality of the person of the brain that they ate. So it brought up a lot of interesting fan questions. So it was a really fun panel to hear some of the weird questions that came up that you don't normally hear because a lot of panels, it's like if you go to a Star Trek panel, you kind of end up hearing some of the same questions, even though you're at a different con. So Eyes on Me brought up a lot of new different questions I hadn't heard before. Uh, I mean, I was gigging around, you know, uh, Mark and I did a lot of uh, hanging out. Cybertronic Spree. I mean, I saw Guns N' Roses open for the Rolling Stones at the L.A. Coliseum 1989. That Guns N' Roses was, was something. I've seen dozens, dozens of boom concerts. Concerts where you find people out there like, holy shit, I saw that too. If not the tour, the show itself. There's This band, <laughs> for some reason, has just hit me in the heart in such a way where I'm like... Like Walk of Fame, right? They're all fine actors on incredible shows and good people, right? This band that's doing this thing gets me all googly and starstruck, and that's just real, and it's weird, and I love it. So cool. Maybe we'll be talking to them again. Maybe. Adam. Adam, Adam. If you have been following his Facebook, appears to have just thrown his face into Dragon Con full force. You want to talk about doing DragonCon the way DragonCon is designed to have DragonCon done? Panels, walking around, checking it out. Our little Adam has blossomed. They grow up so fast. I'm always super excited whenever people, either, like he, he came to DragonCon a long time ago, but or whenever somebody brand new comes to DragonCon, it is such a heartwarming community. Um, it's so diverse, and everybody's super kind. And, well, I mean, it's... I'm happy that he's getting to experience it. And I hope that 
all of our listeners get to experience it sometime in the future. Yeah, and also if you go to Dragon Con, don't be afraid to divide and conquer. Like if there's a panel you want to see and your friend wants to see a different one at the same time, divide and conquer. Go to your different panels, meet up afterwards. Yeah, Adam and I, since Thursday night, have divided. And I guess I've been conquering separately because I've barely heard anything from him. We, I mean, we did Dragon Con the right way. Um, we've done some of the biggest parties here uh, at the convention. Been down to the art show, the Hall of Fame, and we've even taken time out to like go to different workshops, try to develop our craft. Yeah, now I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> I'm ready for a coma. Yeah. I'm ready to actually like have my heart stop for a few minutes just to fully reboot, power down. You know, they say Saturday night. I fully felt this. I, you know, I've been going full force since Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, like Saturday night, you get this sense, you know, that it's coming to an end. And it's like the con is too long and it's not long enough, right? Your energy level surliness starts to kind of creep in at the same time you're just like no don't end i love you sunday is i I, i'm ready we're we're ready to go our separate ways for another year yeah and saturday is such a i can't even describe it to people that haven't experienced it. it is there are so many people you've never seen the amount of people hey dude hey what up dude Hey, not much. You're on the microphone. You good with that? Sure. You're live on the mic. Uh, yeah, we're just talking super trash on you right now. Um, no, Beth the Kafika. Uh, they got to go. They just sprung it on me, by the way. I had no idea. I thought we were going to be going hard all night, but that's cool. Um, yeah, we're, uh, we're actually... Welcome, welcome to the outro of the show, dude. Tell us about what's, what's been your DragonCon experience, because by your Facebook, it looks like you've been doing it right. one <laughs> then don't chew, chew on that for a little bit closing words about dragon con what, what, what would you say as somebody who's here for yeah i mean technically not your first time but you know somebody who's like noob a noob in the modern era what would you what would your closing thoughts be wow this has been like an otherworldly experience <laughs> you're a born again dragon con virgin oh yeah because actually earlier we were all having a discussion up in the room about uh getting uh, passes and get in a room either at the Westin again or at the Hilton next year or, or something like that. Very cool. Very cool. Hey, Dragon Con, right, everybody? Dragon Con. Dragon Con. Dragon Con. Dragon Con. What would you do differently next year? I think next year what I would do differently is definitely get a hotel that's yeah. closer in so I won't have to be schlepping from Atlanta to Powder Springs and back and forth and, right. you know, parking at work and all of that kind of shenanigans. Um, and I think I would try to learn uh, to use the app a little better because there right. was a whole lot of things going on at oh, Dragon yeah. Con that I missed <laughs> that I didn't even know was happening until after the fact. Right. Um, and, uh, unfortunately I found out a lot of these things on Saturday and Sunday when it was right. too late. So, right. um, I think those are the things I would, you know, uh, probably do a little different. What about you? What would you do different? What would I do different? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh. <laughs> what would I do different? Um, 
I would uh, I would do more amphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dan, you're not supposed to be giving out trade secrets no, to our that's audience. Right. That's right. <laughs> we we had a, we had a discussion about that. You know, <laughs> yeah, we right. don't reveal certain things and. Uh, Right. Yeah. Dan, you know, I've been been trying to help you out here, buddy. Work with me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm kidding. Thunder Talk in no way endorses or promotes the use of any drug, illegal or otherwise. Uh, Yeah. I mean, as everybody can tell by my voice, uh, I had a a really rad time, Mark. I know you had a super awesome time. Yes, I did. Definitely look forward to sharing my Dragon Con with you again next year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely looking forward to uh, uh, our sophomore season at uh, That's Dragon right. Con. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Author of the best Saturdays of our lives. Where can everybody find the book, Mark? All right. So if you want to order a copy, a signed copy of my book, you can go to thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com. Or if you don't feel like typing in the best Saturdays of our lives, you can type in the initials of the book, which are T. S in Thomas, B as in boy, S as in Sam, O O as in Oscar, L as in Larry dot com. Very cool. And Very cool. I will send you a signed copy of my book. And I hope you'll enjoy reading it as well. Yeah, it's a great book. Everybody go out and buy it. Go buy two. <laughs> All right, Mark. Thank All you right. so much. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's my my pleasure. Dragon Con was really awesome this year, and uh, it was uh, really great, you know, being able to hang out with you and taking the sights and people watch and all the cosplay and all the craziness of of Dragon Con. Oh yeah, back at you, back at you, friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next year, everybody. Next yep. year, be, be looking for Mark and I. Yeah, <laughs> life of the con for sure. Hey everybody, we. Uh, well, we made it. We made it home safe. Beth Kavika, do y'all y'all make it home safe? Yes, we did. Although we both have colds now. We we succumbed to the Dragon Con Con Cred, and we are in the middle of drinking tea. Oh, the Con Cred! No, Con Cred Con Cred claims another victim. Yeah, I have a bit of a light runny nose myself. Oh, that's how it starts. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly how it starts. You get a little sniffle going on. Yeah, thank God I have these uh, wings to help expedite the process faster. And a screaming child. With a screaming child, yeah, that's right. No, we're uh, we're coming to you live from Buffalo Wild Wings, Adam and I. In order to fend off the concrud, are drinking uh, questionable tequila and the absolute hottest of the hottest hot wings that they have. And it's Wild Wing Cafe. Got to get that right for the people. I don't give a shit who they are, dude. I'm not on their payroll, okay? They're not paying me to shout them out. Look, I'm at a place that looks like a goddamn franchise where they got screaming kids at at a quarter to 11 at night, and I'm drinking their shit tequila and paying their shit prices, and I'm eating some really, really hot wings. Trying to fend off that concrete. Tell them to drop me a check. We'll talk. Actually, I'm kind of surprised that anybody survives a convention the size of Dragon Con. When you think about it and having 90,000 to 100,000 people all be in such close proximity of each other, I'm surprised any of us are here alive. I mean, I thought we'd all be dead of Legionnaire's disease right now. (laughs) That's the thing, yeah. You know what? We uh, Actually, we need to tell you about a new problem, a new biohazard that came up at Con called Wetstonair's disease. Sexy Thor, would you like to let the people know the new uh, the new alert that came out from the CDC the other day? Yes, it is the farthest evolution of the famous Legionnaire disease from uh, the Sheridan. 
This one starts in the Westin, and it comes from the turkey sandwiches in room 4818. <laughs> oh, motherfucker, you need to say a lot more about it than that. You need to talk about how you started a new pandemic. Uh, because I packed some turkey sandwiches, and turns out, oops, there's no fridge in there. So it just sat for a couple days, and what's the nares was born. Oh, no. No. Yeah, no, that really happened. That's how you start the plague. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, as like human cyborg hybrids unearth the, uh, the, the desolated and destroyed 21st century, like 10,000 years from now, when they're all digging into the past and they're trying to find patient zero as to why this whole human civilization thing fell apart. Yeah, uh, this asshole, Dragon Con 2019, Westerners disease, everybody. You know, either chuck them turkey sandwiches or eat them. Ain't no middle ground. We have receipts. We have receipts right here where he admitted to what he's done. You've admitted your crime? (laughs) Shame. Shame. Yeah, where's my bell? (laughs) You know, I uh, I had some work to do on Tuesday. had some work to do on Wednesday with the chop, chop, edit, edit. But otherwise, uh, oh, I've slept Thursday, Friday. Man, I've just been in and out of consciousness uh, all day, all night. Yeah, otherwise, I think I got out clean. Uh, pro tip, everybody, keep keep hand sanitizer uh, on your belt all weekend long and use it, use it uh, liberally. Yeah, on Dan's quote-unquote belt. Hey, man, okay, you know, <laughs> you don't need to be... Shots fired, shots fired. It worked. I it mean... Worked. It worked. I'm Dan. I call this a belt, but it really looks more like a piece of rope i tied around not very well hey i got it done all right i i, I got I i'm got. dan i lost so much weight i can barely keep my pants on or my fanny pack <laughs> oh my god oh. Ooh, i'm dan i'm looking sexy these days they should call me sexy lad well hey i got it done right other than the con crud we survived the convention. We brought home some really cool art. What'd you What'd you bring home? Well, this uh, we picked up. I don't know, like six different pieces of art. I got a really cool Serenity. I got a kind of like a. It wasn't like a Deep Space Nine, but there's a space station print that I got. That's pretty cool. Oh, right on. We got a mermaid. Yeah, I picked nice. out the mermaid. Nice. We got a space kitty. Like an adorable space kitty. Yeah, and the adorable space kitty one is like metallic. And then we got the one that it looks like maybe after a battle. It looks like a scene like after a battle, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Are you talking like it looks like she's a sorceress or something and she's next to like a harbor full of ships that have been broken on the coast or something like that? I think think it's something yeah, like that it's, i need to look at unique, it again it's a unique original piece hence the reason why guy has wonderful purples and stuff like that i got nice, a nice. i got a mouse pad that looks like a piece of art and he actually was selling prints but i wanted the mouse pad because i wanted a new mouse pad for my work desk and it's beautiful badass adam uh what, what kind of what kind of swag did you come home with autographs Who, yeah who'd you get Amy Garcia from Lucifer and Emma Dumont from The Gifted. That sounds that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, very cool. And I got a sweet pot of Uniglitter from Uniglitter Labs. 
and it's Mystic Mermaid, so it's like green and purple and gold. It's gorgeous. And uh, if you guys remember when Kavika had all the glitter on her face, they were the ones that did that. Oh, yeah, dude. No, you're, you, you, yo, Kavika. Dude, you guys' glitter game was on point. We were enjoying ourselves for sure. Now I just want to wear glitter like every day, but of course there's no reason for me to wear glitter every day, so I'll just have to hold it in for now. So I thought to myself, I was like, I wonder if I could get away with wearing glitter randomly at work. And then I came out of my dream and yes, I couldn't. I could not wear glitter to work. You know, you say there's no reason. I say you're alive and you're in possession of glitter, and that's reason enough. Yeah, but if no one's going to see it, I don't want to spin my glitter if no one's going to see it. Do it for yourself, Beth. Do it for yourself. Well, so I noticed this year there were some Dragon Con upgrades that were nice. Yeah, what were they? Uh, well... I liked that we were able to buy the art directly from the artists down in the art gallery, the art show instead of having to like get a ticket and then go pay at the end and then go back and get your art like it was kind of a whole thing it was easier to just buy directly from the artists yeah that was pretty cool i i was kind of sad to see that they took away the silent auction for oh pieces, yeah but they said that they needed so many extra they needed so many volunteers to do that and they just yeah. didn't have enough you guys uh, you guys hyped up the silent auction uh last episode when we were talking about how to do dragon con right they did do that again they did not uh, they might do it in the future if they can get enough volunteers but it takes an army of volunteers right yeah right, so right, right. If people want to bring back the silent auction, they can always volunteer for next year's Dragon Con. Hey, looks like Beth and Kavika might be uh, throwing their names in the hat there. If we didn't live so far away, we probably would. So we, we did have it pointed out to us. Uh, many of the volunteers, or there's a group of them anyways, that try to do all their volunteer hours at the very beginning before the con even opens up because they need the most amount of people i guess to set up and tear down what is it 30 hours i mean i'm sure somebody knows it's 20 it's 20 it's 20 hours you, you give dragon con 20 hours they will give you a free i mean not free but they will give you a full pass that's super cool i want to go back <laughs> so how was how was it Sexy Thor, just this experience of Dragon Con was it? I, I hope we, I mean, you try to give people hype a little bit, get them excited, but you know, you never know how somebody's going to take it. Pretty much every single like TV show I watch was represented panel wise, and the fact that Atlanta's my favorite city overall, and also everything else, and just waking up and Watching the sunrise over that sweet, sweet Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It was a magical experience. Oh, and playing Mortal Kombat 2 That's in the good arcade. To hear. That was pretty dope, too. Where is this arcade? In America's Mart 1. No, I, I, bu I bunked with one of the dudes running that arcade. I interviewed him the last day there. Yeah. Like, I, 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 slept, I slept next to him all, uh, all week long. <laughs> he did a good job. Yeah. No, the arcade was rad. Uh, Brian Thompson, shout out. One of my highlights this year, we went down to the Walk of Fame, and when we went down there, Jay Lee from the Orville was down there, and there was no one at his table. I was like, come on, Kavika, let's go talk to him. And we were like, hey, the show's great. I was like, you know, I only have one complaint. 
where are the lesbians? And Jay Lee goes, oh my God, no one's asked that before. He's like, you're right. Where are they? He's like, I'm going to talk to Seth. So no hopefully. Shit. No shit. So hope, from yeah. And he seemed to be genuine. Like the look on his face, his reaction, it seemed genuine. So hopefully we're, the, he will take that to heart and he will go talk to Seth. And I said, even a bi girl, like even give us a bi girl. But where are the, where are the gay girls? Good on you for, for asking that. So yeah, that was a really cool moment. But everyone else that we that we got to talk to was pretty cool. We talked to Mary Chifo. She was cool. We talked to a couple of the girls from Wynonna Earp. We talked to Donald Logue, and he was cool as hell. My, my favorite, though, was Wes Chatham. He was super cool. I, I, I mean, not only was he pretty, but he, he was a nerd, and he read all the books before he got... Anything. Yeah, he knew the lore of the show. Well, before the show even existed, he read the books. I don't know what show you're talking about, but yeah, that's rad. The Expanse. I saw that panel on the TV. You guys invited me down, and I was like, shit, I'm still getting ready. But while I was doing that, The Expanse was live on DragonCon TV in my room. So it's almost like I was with you, even though I wasn't. I got to watch the replay of the Once Upon a Time panel, which I totally forgot had even happened, and I'm... I kind of kicked myself, but I was just like, well, hey, cool, the replay is on TV. Well, plus, um, pretty soon we should have the option, if it's not there already, to buy a DragonCon TV uh, pass for the rest of the year. And it's not very much, and you can rewatch whatever you want to watch as much as you want to watch it. You already bought that. Uh, Kavika ditched me in my room as I turned back to fill my water bottle just to meet you at the Marriott to buy that pass. You, are, I watched you buy well, that. Well, I, but Aww. we got in line and they were all sold out. And yep. The only thing that you could do uh, at that time was to wait a couple days and go online and try to purchase it. Dragon Con TV is a hot ticket. And right now on their site, it says that you can only get the $10 code at the Dragon Con store and they are not available. I think people who have attended Dragon Con, when it's ready, they send you an email link or something. But I'm not 100% on that and I do have the con crud, so. No, you're good. Hey, I'm glad. I mean, okay, I'm not glad that it was you who got the con crud, but in terms of bringing our listeners the full authentic Dragon Con experience i'm not gonna lie i'm glad one of us got it and i'm not gonna double lie i'm glad it wasn't me i mean and you stayed in a warlock cave <laughs> i cannot explain to our listeners enough <laughs> this oh. is a oh my god dragon con warlock cave full of all the things that you think would be in it hey every cliche that was me this weekend uh, I, I haven't mentioned it on any of our shows leading up to this, but I was there as a, uh, a media representative for the ESO network. Yeah, I, I, I had a, a pretty interesting angle on the con this year. I got to meet some people maybe I otherwise wouldn't have. Being able to just get to know and shake the hands of those who are responsible for, for just kind of ma- ma- making the con happen. Uh, some of the celebrities, some of the guests, the artists, the musicians, the authors who uh, make this con so special. And honestly, having access to the fans, being able to walk up on your everyday fan and say, hey, 
Where are you from? How many Dragon Cons have you been to? What was your favorite panel? What was your best experience? For me, that was the best. I want to thank my favorite in the ESO network for that. Your station for all things geek. All right, so everybody, uh, final thoughts on Dragon Con 2019. I was the guy in the Roman Reigns costume who was paneling up like a mother. I mean, come on. I got to meet my first Marvel actor, which obviously an episode doesn't go by that we don't talk about Marvel. And I got to meet somebody who's currently writing the comic book based on the Netflix TV show Glow, who's writing it with a former WWE superstar. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I want more. Dragon Con is, is my nerd mecca. And I look forward to going to it every year. The highlight was being with my... The highlight was that our Thunder family was whole this weekend. It it was super super nice. Right? The four of us being able to look each other in the eye, hug each other, do the same thing, make the same moves, and and just just, uh, Thunder squad up. You know what I mean? Because that's where we were born, and that's what we got to celebrate this weekend. We did a good job this year, but every year we learn more to make the next year even better. So I'm looking forward to the next con because we're just going to kick its ass even more than we did this year. Thunder Talk is a production of the Weirdos Workshop, starring Kavika Allo, Adam Wedston, Beth Allo, and Dan Klink. And remember, drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud, always. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.